Hello, everybody. It's Thursday, January 12th, and you're listening to the Talking Games Podcast. We have a full house here. Here, Justin Townsend. Hello. Kelsey Lavati. Hi. Hugh Perry. Yo. And Mr. Steve Say. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, What's up? Hey, Krusty. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, kids! <laughs> God, it already begins. It already begins. Well, we'll keep we'll keep the jovialness while we can take it because uh, this is our game of the year 2016 podcast. Um, if you guys didn't listen last year, uh, we have a beefy list of games here in a Google Doc that we are going to take from a list of unordered 39 games. And make it an ordered list of ten games by the time we're done with this podcast. Um, so yeah, so that's why we have a full house here. Steve has returned to help us yes. go over the best games of the year um, to get angry along with the rest of us as we as we get on. Can't and wait. We will we will make the 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 yearly game, which is how frustrated can we make Justin at any one moment about the games <laughs> that we don't want on this list? Sounds about right. <laughs> Uh, and we've got plenty of sound bites to use along with it. We do. <laughs> so yeah, we have a list of, of here we have of thirty nine games um, that we we're gonna go down. Um, I will run them down. Um, these are in no particular order. <laughs> uh, so the games I say first or last are necessarily in that order at all. This was just we opened a Google Doc and each of us kind of took turns putting in the games that we wanted to make sure were at least talked about. So, um, here are the games on our list right now. Uh, The Witness, Firewatch, Hitman, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, Overwatch, Inside, Abzu, Doom, Uncharted 4, Battlefield 1, Titanfall 2, Superhot, Gears of War 4, Headlander, Bound, Stardew Valley, Forza Horizon 3, Thumper, Batman VR, Batman the Telltale Series, uh, Pro Evolution Soccer 2017, Watch Dogs 2, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, Oxenfree, Ratchet and Clank, Final Fantasy 15, Res Infinite, Steep, Dishonored 2, Planet Coaster, The Division, Pan Pan, Hyperlight Drifter, That Dragon Cancer, Pokemon Sun and Moon, Overcooked, Jackbox Party Pack 3, XCOM 2, and No Man's Sky. Um, now, are there any games that we want to put on this list that are not on there already? Does anybody have any last-minute additions? Um, I don't really think the Star Wars VR mission would count, would it? So probably not, no. <laughs> yes, that's not a full game, so it would not count. Yeah. Um, Granted. There's no point in adding something if you know it's not going to make the top ten, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I would say add it, because who knows? Just add it, because I'd rather, I'd rather talk All about right. it and, and cut it than, not, than just leave it, you know, to the side. Um, Steve is... Adding Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, which is a PSVR experience. And I'm immediately deleting it. <laughs> <laughs> Just to talk about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like three, VR, three VR is a worthy, th- a worthy thing to talk about anyway. Um, yep. so, so if people have listened before to these conversations, uh, there will be spoilers spoken about for some of these games. And we're not going to really be able to warn as we go because they might just come up in regular conversations. There's one game on here that I haven't finished yet. <laughs> that I'm in the middle of, that I'm plowing my way through as fast as I can. So when those spoilers come up, I'm leaving the room. Um, so if we need to talk about them to kind of get something on the list or get something off the list, it's going to happen. So um, just be aware of that stuff. If there's any of your favorite games that have come out that you haven't played, um, 
and you hear us talking about them, just be aware they the spoilers might come up. We're not going to go out of our way to do it, but if if it's pertinent to the conversation, it's going to happen. Um, so yeah, so that's it. We have uh, this big list now of forty games sitting in front of us, um, and we're just going to go through um, and start. The process we're going to start with is the same thing we started last year, which is to start uh, nominating games for cuts. So we're going to go around in, in, in a circle, um, and everyone's going to nominate a game for a cut. And the important thing about this is that um, if the game gets, if the cut gets a lot of um, or any really pushback, um, we're going to kind of keep it from without cutting it. Um, but a lot of stuff will get off the list at this point. Uh, it's also important to remember that if you're cutting a game, don't worry if you haven't played the game, you know, because that's going to be part of this whole situation too. Because it's a, it's supposed to be a top ten list of all of our opinions sort of combined. So there will be games that make this list that some of us haven't played, um, but don't be afraid to bring them up for cuts because it'll start a conversation. So d- don't ever think that's a qualifying factor from you talking about a game. Um, so yeah, let's let's start this baby off, Justin. I want to start with you. Uh, nominate a game for cut. Uh, No Man's Sky. I have no problem with. That. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I put No yeah, Man. I good. actually uh, put No Man's Sky on the list because I, I I felt like it deserved to get talked about uh, talked about. Um, for as many problems as that game had, it still had one of the coolest moments I've ever played it in a game. Um, which we'll get into, uh, in our second show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it like it just had some neat moments along the way, like. I spent like 30 hours in the game and that was enough for me as I'm going to have to close that window because there's <laughs> shoveling going on outside. Um, it, it, it had some really neat moments. It, it needs, it needs a ton of work. They've already started working on it. I haven't checked out the new update yet, but as far as like, you know, one of the 40, almost 40 best games I played this year, like I could safely put it on that list mm-hmm. near the bottom mm-hmm. and that's where it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think that, um, I think we all put, all of us put some time into the game. I don't, Kelsey. Did you play any No Man's yeah. Sky? No, I wanted to, but there was so much uh, negative backlash that I was like, no, because in Canada it's seventy nine ninety nine. Oh my goodness! So I was like, that's way too much. <laughs> yeah, that is, is way Yikes. too much. Steve, you're looking into your future. <laughs> yeah. No, let me yeah, tell Steve's you something, welcome. man. That has been <laughs> that has been a major concern of mine. I am trying to figure out a way that I can still keep, like, an American account going that I can funnel money into <laughs> just so I can get my games. Um, yeah, I don't have any problem cutting it. I think that, you're, I think, Justin, you're right. It was worth <laughs> bringing up and talking about. But um, I don't think that, um, yeah, it's definitely gonna make, not going to make a top 10 list. But definitely something that was disappointing but had a lot of cool uh, stuff about it as well. So Justin deleted yeah. No Man's Sky. Um, so, yeah, S- Steve, nominate a game to cut. Um... I'm going to nominate something that I have. What is uh what is PES 2017? Uh Pro Evolution Soccer. That's definitely Hell a, no, a you're few. not cutting that yet. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> how about XCOM 2? I haven't played that so I'd be fine with it. Neither I think I'm the only person here that's played it. Yeah. And I'm terrible at it. <laughs> but it's one of those games where I recognize um I, th- I think uh, Jason Schreier at Kotaku put up his top ten, but he did some um, some additives at the end of his top ten. It was like best game. Um, it was like game I recognize is immensely good, just not my thing, and that's XCOM two mm-hmm. for me. If for him, it was Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Um, I see everything, 
all the systems in XCOM 2 that work really well. And I think it's tremendous. Um, I, I love the base building ideas. I love the the, the, the timing mechanics. I, I love the idea of not being able to keep your crew and them constantly always being on, hanging on by a fingernail if they're going to live or die. Like, I like all those ideas. I'm just flat out terrible at the game. Um, I wish there was, like, I, I wish somebody else was on this podcast that had played it and could speak to it and understands how good it is and and is also good at the game. Right. <laughs> um, but since there's not, and I'm the only one that's done it, like it, it, it can get cut, but just know that it's a super, super good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to dig, dig into it more and try and get better at it uh, in 2017, but since I didn't get to play it that much in 16, that's fine. It could go. All right, cool. So XCOM 2 off the list. Um, Steve, do you want to, do you want to delete it? I will do the honors. From the Google Doc? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Cut it off. And delete that delete that number next to it, too. There we go. There we go. Now it's happening. Um, all right. Hugh. Oh, God, pressure. Um, Hugh, this is like the least pressure part of this whole process. <laughs> I will stump for Planet Coaster. Yeah, Planet Coaster can, can leave the list. Um, it's a game that I played and, and really, really like. Um it's a really fun kind of theme park building game uh, with great systems and it looks gorgeous and it's one of those games where you can lose yourself for hours and hours and hours but uh, it's one of the games of building a PC to play which is awesome uh, but for me it's not, I don't think it's gonna make my uh, top 10 list uh, it's close so I'm not gonna fight for it to be on our shared top 10 list so yeah we can cut Planet Coaster great game but we can cut it um all right cool kelsey um um we could take out call of duty okay i'm I'm okay with call of duty leaving this list i mean Uh, it was a fun game but i don't think it's a top 10 i agree i mean i don't think it's top 10 game for our it's a good game and it's a good it's a really good campaign and again it's a really good campaign and again like the important thing to remember about this process, too, because it can feel like this, but, like, just because we cut it now doesn't mean it's the 40th best game of the year. You know, this is just about getting a big list yeah. down to a smaller list. Um, you know, n- none of these games, we're not debating, you know, numbers 11 through 40. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't really matter when they get cut, just as long as I can make it. And I, I just know that there is, for all of us, there's probably 10 other games that we're yeah, more passionate about than Call Absolutely. of Duty. Absolutely. That was a fun campaign. <laughs> it's a really yeah, good campaign. I- I didn't get a chance to play that, so I, I don't mind it being cut because I can't vouch for it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, same here. <laughs> but yeah, really good campaign. Um, and again, I don't, I don't, I can't speak for the multiplayer because I've never been good at Call of Duty multiplayer, so and I never play it. So, um, so Call of Duty gone. Steve has, Steve has the axe going right now. Yeah, man, this is going quite smooth. He's <laughs> like, he's like the, uh, the offset to uh, Joey. Joey's like lock it in. Steve's <laughs> cut it the fuck yeah, out. Cut it the fuck <laughs> off this list. Um, <laughs> So um, I'm going to nominate uh, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. To get oh, man. So so early. <laughs> so early. <laughs> so early in the, in the process. No, I'm no, no. I get it. I get it. Um, all right. No, I just, um, in the time that I've had the PlayStation VR, that has been one of the more fun and immersive experiences that I've had with the system. Uh, I ha- I've put a lot of like friends into it, and the reaction to it is always very positive. In that, it really makes you feel like you've gone to the like the local carnival has come to town, 
and they have one of those like rickety beat up haunted houses uh the little roller coaster things that you ride that are super tame and you know lame uh people in costumes and animatronics jump out at you to try and scare you and like you know steam hisses from the walls and 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 crap like that but um it does a decent job of pulling enough uh, references from like the core game that even though it's not 100% until dawn it still feels like it's a part of that world and uh it's fun. like it's it gets intense if you if you up it uh the difficulty level it it's pretty hard after a while and with <laughs> having to kind of look around all the time and see things in the dark and shine your your flashlight and have enough ammo to take down the big things uh the boss battles the ones that are there are pretty cool as like a finale to some of those levels. And some of the levels are really uh, creatively designed in terms of like the branching paths of the roller coaster itself. They tried to incorporate that butterfly effect that if you find a hidden item in the environment and you shoot it, that it will then change the track and you can decide where you want to go. Like the deviation in levels doesn't vary a whole lot, but it at least offers some kind of variety in what is relatively a short game. You could probably beat it in about two hours, I would mm. say, if you want to go through the whole thing. But um, as like an inaugural VR experience for the PlayStation headset, uh, I think it's a lot of fun. And anybody who's a fan of horror games or shooting gallery games in general uh, should definitely try it. Cool. Cool. Um, so you were cutting a rush of, Until Dawn Rush of Blood. Justin can be sure. happy. A game called Until Dawn got cut off a, a best of the year list. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was laughing to myself because he said part of this world and I had a Rob flashback of singing Aladdin on the middle of the show. I remember that. Um, all right. So back around to you, Justin. Res Infinite is not a new video it's game. It's not a new video game. That's the problem. Yeah, I like it, but I agree. It's just not new. It has one new area. Which is, um, which is supposedly very, very, very good. Very it's good. amazing. It's yeah. so good. But the rest of it's not a new game. Yeah, it, it would be like no, not no, a, I know a remaster for the. I uh, know, but yeah. of of all of the of all the VR things that I have, that is my favorite. Not only do I have like a built-in affinity for it, but that I've that's the way that I've always wanted to play that game. When that game first came out on the Dreamcast and the PlayStation, I imagined it in VR, and and it's finally here. And it's just if you're a fan of that game, it's so perfect. Yeah, I've heard, uh, but I've heard I understand great that it's yeah. not going to make a top ten. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, it's perfect for like a you know a, a, a personal top ten list, but just not for the, the, the yeah top ten list. Like uh, an updated, like a new way to play a game that you love. Yeah, absolutely is what that game is for me. Yeah, so which is very cool. It's one of the things I really want to try. But uh, so we're cutting Res Infinite off this list. Um, yep. Did, did uh did we already cut it? Yeah. I, I okay. Cool. Um. So Steve, to you. Okay, uh, Tom Clancy's The Division. No, I can't cut really? it. Really, I can't. No, I, Are we? okay. That really, that's in my that's in my top ten for the year. So like, I I cannot, I can't. In all I was good wondering, like, what, I was wondering right when, now. like, what the, the the room tenor would be about that game. They've, I mean, the leveling one to thirty in that game was great. Totally, I fine. had some really good times. And with then my the, friends the, with that their game. problem was the end game, right? Which they, to their credit, fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the DLC that's come out now for it is supposedly very, very good. And I'm like, I'm going to go this... back and play The Division, which is something I didn't think back in June. Survival mode is brutal, and it's really, really fun. It might not make the top okay. ten, but like I, that game 
that game has enough going for it that I don't think we can cut it yet. I figured okay. it was like a borderline yeah, thing. So I agree. Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't played it since the updates. So <laughs> I was going based on I like the first build of the game where I just I really loved it for about three weeks and then then that was it. Mm. But I, I maybe I need to go back. Um, so should I pick something else? Yeah, pick something else. Uh, what is Pan Pan? Oh, oh, that's a Kelsey game, right? Yes. Um, Kelsey? I don't Kelsey? mind if uh... Kelsey. Kelsey is on mute. Has to be. Oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. <laughs> 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 I don't mind if it's cut. I just wanted to talk about it. I didn't know what it was until 15 minutes ago when I saw it on the list, <laughs> and I looked it up on Steam, and it's pretty adorable looking. Yeah, it looks cool. Definitely looks cool. Yeah, why don't you know what the game so is, Kelsey? Cute. Um, it's a point-and-click uh, adventure game. <clears throat> It's similar to Hyperlife Drifter in a way. If you played both, um, the characters in the game don't speak. So you have to figure out um, the story through um, picture speech bubbles. Basically, your character crashes onto an island, and uh, you just have to solve puzzles and explore the island. It's a lot of fun, and I think it's um, a game worth like playing. It doesn't take too, too long. The art's beautiful. The sounds are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, the graphic style. I'm looking at uh, images of it right now. This game's gorgeous. It kind of looks like mm -hmm. Hyperlight Drifter meets Katamari. A yes. little bit. Very um, cool. I'll have to play that. Not as hard as Hyperlight Drifter, though, I'm hoping. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> not, not as brutal. All right, so, but you're okay cutting it, Kelsey? Uh, yeah, I don't mind. I just wanted to talk about it because I find, like, no one's really played it, but it had really good reviews, and I really enjoyed it, so... Cool, cool, All right. awesome. So, uh, Pan Pan off the list. Um, so, Steve, you just went right. So, I think it's around to is it Hugh or Kelsey? Did we do last time after? Hugh. Steve? I think it was me. Okay, Hugh, Steve. go right ahead. Um, I am gonna actually cut a game or vouch to cut a game that I put on the list myself. Because um, I've been thinking that about it in trick. a few minutes. I, I'm gonna go for Batman: The Telltale Series. Oh boy! Ooh. I thought you were gonna say Batman VR. Kelsey, on, we need Kelsey. to talk about that game. Step we up need to, to talk plate. about it, but it, I, it, it doesn't have to be right now. I'm fine if it stays for a little bit longer. Yeah, we have to, we have to talk about that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that we're probably gonna need to keep that on for a yeah. little bit longer. Okay, fair enough. You, you Understandable. Just go, just um, go, go one up. Go one up above Batman: The yeah, Telltale please, Series. Yeah, please, because I got a story about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, I'll cut Batman VR. That's fine. I lo I, I really that, I enjoyed it. I've had fight. a great time with that. Um, as far as like, I'll I'll elaborate more on the um, the next show, but that game was my first experience of VR, and obviously it was um, ramped up that bit more by the fact that I absolutely love Batman. But in terms of like an introduction for me, experience in VR for the first time, I absolutely loved it, and it. Uh, Apart from that, it's it's very well done, but yeah, I agree. It's it's yeah, that can be cut. It's it's there's better games than that on the on the list. I was having a blast with it, playing it for the first time last night. I got it for Christmas, and I was loving it. And I was in it for about twenty minutes, and then it gave me my first ever uh, bout of vertigo, and I had to take the the headset off and like lay down 
I had never experienced that before. But the game was super cool uh, when I was in it. Like, when you suit up and you look in that mirror and you see yourself as Batman, it's pretty neat. And, and grabbing the, the gadgets off the side of your belt and, like, ziplining around in the Batcave was so damn cool. So. All right. All right Batman team. VR gone. All right, Kelsey, you're up. Get that axe out. Um, what about steep? J-Man. Oh, man. <laughs> I know you love it. I really love steep But do you really lot. think it's going to make the top ten? No, because nobody else has really played it. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. That game is so stinking cool. <laughs> Just um, I will language. get it. I really enjoyed the beta, and it's a game I do <laughs> intend to get, but financially it just wasn't viable for me when it came out so well, it's fine because i mean yeah. the thing is dropping in price like a stone in water <laughs> yeah, yeah i sure. think it's like 20 uh, it's, it's 25 quid on um, amazon now oh, wow. it's it's dropped to like 40 bucks here and a couple of different places i've never seen ubisoft promote a game less which is weird because like i i figured like it has to be a train wreck and it's totally not yeah it's it's just like they're like yeah whatever like here it is yeah it plays this really well so it's it, not it as plays, if it's a it mess plays of fine. a game uh, the other day I was playing uh, with my buddy and we were doing this one wingsuit challenge for like a half hour and you had to like zip through these trees and I was like, it's just not possible. Like there's, I, I don't see how this is possible. And like a half hour later I got gold on it and he's just like, I'm, I'm going to quit the game. Like he just couldn't get it. But like <laughs> the feeling of like going at something for a while and then finally like being like, I did it. I did it. I found the correct path and I got, and I got the gold medal. Like such a good feeling. It can go, but it's going to make it on my top 10. Cool. Cool. Nice. All right, so steep, get that shit out of here. It's gone. <laughs> That's no right. ass shit. All right, um, my turn. I'm gonna do an easy cut here. Overwatch, obviously. None of us really <laughs> care about that game. It's off this list. You're fired. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate Jackbox Party Pack Three, uh, which is really? a very cool game. Yeah, it's a very cool game. It's not gonna make the top. It's 10. not gonna be the top. Yeah, 10. I played it. I played it on uh, New Year's. Yeah, it's, it's a very, it's a lot of fun. I think that um, it's better than the second one uh, by for far. Sh- by far, the new games they introduced are pretty cool. The t-shirt game is like really. I think it's the best one they've ever done. Interesting and awesome. Um, um, and I like I like like trivia murder par- trivia murder party yeah, is a cool thing. Yeah, the horror one was a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it it's definitely a neat definitely a neat thing. Quiplash is always hilarious and awesome. Yeah. Um, it's a really good package, but I just don't think it's gonna make. It's top not gonna 10. make the top ten. But if you right. have people at your house, buy that immediately. I will say too, um, like a couple weeks ago, uh, Brian uh, Verderosa of Talking Movies was here, and we played, we played it at our uh, at my house, and we streamed it, and like two or three people joined in on the stream and played with us. That's cool. Streaming. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like the audience feature that they yeah, have. It was definitely neat. Um, I had like fifteen people here. And you can only fit eight into a game, and so we had six people who weren't playing the game, like voting at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that like that's a neat thing. Like so, yeah. If you ever have people at your apartment or your house or something, it's like for the fifteen bucks it is, it's, it's completely worth it. Yeah, totally. All right, Justin, we My got turn. we already done the thirty games. We did we got like ten games off this list very quickly. Democracy. Um, this is not democracy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's getting a little trickier now. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's a few that I'm looking at here. Um, what about Headlander? 
Yeah, Headlander can go. Um, I really liked that game, um, but it's more, it's more style than substance. Um, it's a very cool Metroidvania type of game with a neat '70s aesthetic and a really good sense of humor as well. Um, yeah, the art's awesome, and this idea of like you're just a head that switches bodies, and that's how you upgrade and get into doors and and get to new areas and stuff like that. Um, is a really cool mechanic, um, but uh, it doesn't hold up all the way through. It's a really good game. It's just not one of the, the ten best games of the year. So we can get we can cut Highlander for sure. All right, all right Steve. My turn. Um, let's cut Watch Dogs Two. Oh boy. No, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> really? He's yeah. not, he's not ready yet. That's okay. a top ten game. We'll see about that. It's a top ten. Um, we'll see about that's that. gonna that's gonna be the war right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about uh, what about Gears of War four? Yeah, I can see Gears of War going. Yeah, I can too. Uh, it's I a really have... it's probably the best Gears of War game to be honest. I'm like, dying to play it. I haven't played it yet. Um, maybe I, maybe I like three more than four because um, I just like the characters. I think in the original is better than the characters in the new one. But it plays great. It looks amazing. There's some really good Marcus stuff in Gears of War 4. There is some great Marcus stuff There's, in Gears of War 4. It's legitimately funny at times. <laughs> yes, it's very good. And um, I really like the campaign. I think that, for me, it's just to the point where I think that sometimes it was just too samey, like in the middle. You know, it didn't do... After playing a bunch of shooters this year, I know it's a third-person shooter, not a first-person shooter, but so many shooters this year did such a good job of giving you things to change up your experience as you went. For Gears, it sort of felt like the beginning was different, and the very end was different, but the middle, middle was, was all was the gears. same. It was just Gears, and that's fine. You got some cool moments in the middle, and there was some really neat stuff, but um, it's a really, really good game, but I don't think it's top ten. All right. Um, all right, so Gears is gone. All right. Hugh. Ooh. Um, let me see. I am gonna go for super hot. Oh, oh man, no way! No, <laughs> no, no, super no. Hot. okay, super hot can't go. Okay, we'll next, no, no. we'll next that one then. It uh, cannot go yet. That's a possible top ten game. Thumper. I didn't play any Thumper, so I can't really speak on it. I know a lot of people f- like a lot. I played a few I've, hours of Thumper. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Justin. Um, I think Thumper's really. Good. I, I Thumper could go here for me. Because I've only put a few hours into it, it's it's unlike any rhythm game I've ever played. Um, the visuals, the sounds, um, the like, the feeling of dread in your gut as you're playing <laughs> it, and you know, it, it's conceptually it's not a hard game. You're only hitting like your you know left, right, X, hold X. Like you're not really doing anything super hard in it, but the way that the game moves and the speed that it yeah. which it comes at you. The memorization that you need in the beginning levels gets thrown away in the later levels uh, because they start mm-hmm. mixing things up. Um, but like that over overwhelming sense of like dread when you're playing it is uh, is unlike anything I've played, especially in a rhythm game. But like even with like you, it's something that you feel like a horror game, mm. like this like feeling of like this the, this makes me feel very uneasy. Um, it's cool, but for me, it, it's not top ten. Steve, have you, you played, pro- it, have in you VR? played it more? Huh? Yeah, I played it in VR. In VR, it's great. Okay. 
It, it's yeah, like yeah, that's probably it's... the way to play that game. Um, it's one of the few VR games I could play without getting sick. Um. Yeah, it is definitely one of the more uh, intense VR experiences that I have. I bought it uh, the day that I got the VR, and um, that sense of inertia that you get from traveling along like that that pipeline or that um that track that you're on, and having to take those turns, <clears throat> and like you have to listen to the music, and you need to you need to you know have the rhythm in your head, and like you're you're jumping up and you're flailing out your wings to go over things, and then you have to hit X so that you can smash through things before you turn the corner and the music is just absolutely incredible as far as drawing you in. It's one of those games where you kind of have to almost ignore the music at a point because you get so into the groove of it that you end up screwing up because you're just dancing while you're playing the game. (laughs) Um, But I can definitely, I mean, it might make my top 10 if I sat down and made one, but um, I would be willing to, to cut it for some other games. Okay. So Thumper can go. Um, but if you have a PlayStation VR or you like rhythm games in general, you should definitely check it out. It is awesome. I'll do, yeah, I'll do some... you I'll do you a deal, Steve. Seeing as sure. how you just cut that, you can cut PES 2017 next time around. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kelsey, what do you want to cut? <laughs> You're taking Steve's Aww. gimme cut away. <laughs> yeah just cut right. it i like yeah. i as far as like I'll, I'll say a quick thing about it like as far yeah. as football games go they've been in a bit of a rut the last few years like both fifa and um pro evolution soccer have just been a bit they haven't been fun games to play i've played fifa every year just because of the one pro clubs mode which i play on used to play online with a friend um which was really good fun but it was equally frustrating um, but this year, Pro Evolution Soccer has just come back, and just it's fun to play, and it's it's slick, handles so so well. The game modes are great. Um, I I couldn't care less about the fact that it doesn't have the full licenses, but it's just nice to have a football game back that I actually enjoy playing and don't. Like it was almost got to the point where like I I play football games kind of like because it feels like what I do because I've been playing them <laughs> since like the the very first FIFA came out so it's nice to actually have a football game again where I sit down play it for a few hours and have a really good time with it so yeah I'm happy with it being cut because I know nobody else has played it but it'll be in my personal top ten but I'm happy for it not to be in our overall ten. That's cool though. I mean, it's how long is this the first year Pez has been great again? I mean, or has it been a couple last couple of years? Um, this is the first time where it's actually got back to, cause I mean, in my opinion, it's, it's always been the better of the two, like in terms of like gameplay, um, I think FIFA always tries to go too hyper real and it, it just stunts itself in terms of like, it just doesn't flow very nicely and the games just end up being messy. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pro Evil for a few years was... Like they kind of lost their way a bit, but this is this is probably, I think possibly the best the best version of the game, ever. That's I cool. Think. I, so. I remember in the late PS2 days, early 360 days, that and I worked at Best Buy, and like all of like the, like, hardcore like, soccer game fans would want to get. Well, it was called Winning Eleven here uh, at that yeah. point, not Pro Evolution Soccer. 
but that was like the one. And then I remember at some point in the middle of that era, FIFA became like always oh, sold the best, but also became much more like critically accepted because has had a couple of bad years. But that's cool to hear that it's it, it's back to its its form at this point. Yeah. Um, all right, so I guess it's to me, huh? Um, whew, we're getting a little bit tougher now. Um, let's see. I'm going to say Forza Horizon 3. I had a feeling you were going to go there. The only reason I say it is not because it's not a great game, because it's a great game, but both of us played it, but it didn't... You played more than I did, but it didn't stick with either one of us. Like, we didn't play it for weeks and months you know we, we, we kind of played it for a little bit really enjoyed what was there and then moved on from it well the problem with that is like doing game of the year stuff means you have to play so much in the very short amount of time i know but if you really loved it like to the point where you were playing like, you would keep playing it. yeah how much overwatch have you played <laughs> it's true <laughs> you 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 were able to find that time if you really love it like that uh yeah i mean i actually played it less than a week ago um but yeah forza's Forza is a really, really great card game. Yeah. Uh, and I don't really like card games. So coming from me, it's uh, it's right on the bubble of my top 10. Mm. Um, they do so many neat things with it. Like coming, it, it might not be new to the series mm-hmm. because I'm coming to it new. Right. But, you know, I love the, the you gain experience from doing everything, which is something that you do in Steep. Um, the, the other day I was just like showing, showing a friend who's over, like, check out this card game. And, uh, was drifting around forever just like drifting into things and like i just had this like multiplier just going up and up and up and like i just love watching those numbers climb uh <laughs> it's gorgeous oh uh, yeah it's one of the best looking games on either either system mm-hmm. uh, car games usually are some yeah. of the sh- like the the showcases for system graphics uh but forza runs away with that it's 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 a standout yeah the environments are like ridiculous uh, uh, yeah aside yeah. from the cars yeah. but yeah running around australia is like yeah pretty beautiful and yeah. I-, I love the the open world nature of it, like I could be racing this Lamborghini off road, like it doesn't make any sense, but it, the, it's not going to stop you, um, and that's what works works about it for me. But yeah, I mean, Forza can go, but if you have an Xbox and you haven't played Forza, you should do that. And apparently, it's they fixed the PC version at this point. Yeah, I mean, it looks the only problem with the PC version was it was like an un, you know, it wasn't hitting sixty consistently. Yeah, um, sixty frames per second. Yeah, and they it sounds like they've straightened that out. All right, so. Forza off the list. Justin, what do you want to cut? Hmm. We're getting we're getting to a tougher a tougher space now. Bound. Yeah. I can I can see bound coming off this list. It's a it's a really um affecting game with a lot of great visuals and a great feeling behind it, but for me it didn't quite hit all of those high notes that some other games like it have hit even this year steve are you the one sharply breathing in yeah um i mean i don't know i don't know that this uh should count but um have any of you played it in <laughs> vr no pretty, um, it pretty counts however yes you, h- yeah. however you play it it counts you know yeah yeah, yeah. no it, um there was an uh an update for it when the vr came out and is visually speaking it's the most impressive uh thing that i have for the VR, but in terms of the game, uh, it was. A, I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was. It was good. Um, but it was very ambiguous. I thought in its storytelling, I felt like I kind of got it, but it wasn't. Uh, 
I walked away from it feeling very uneasy about the story that it was trying to tell and considering that that is the aside from the visuals the story is kind of the point of the game uh, mm-hmm. I felt like I, I dropped away from, from the tale they were trying to tell about three quarters of the way through and when you get to the end of the game I, w- I, I understood what it was meant to represent but I didn't feel it mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. Because um, I think I think the thing that Bound does, and you know, I don't want to. It doesn't need to be compared to another game on this list. But when you're talking about games like Journey or Abzu, because it's the kind of game that it sort of is, you know, um, it's Bound. Bound has mechanics and like a and a death state, which I think is, which is weird because it's it's meaningless to like what you're doing in the game, so it feels arbitrary. So. And also, like you said, it's ambiguous, but it's also not ambiguous enough. You know, it's one of those things where it, it's in a, in a bad spot for me story-wise. Because right. it, it, it feels like it wants me to really connect with a bunch of stuff that's happening. And in, in some of those moments where, you know, you're the character and you're dancing and that world is moving the way it's moving and the, the visuals are going the way they're going, in those moments, I, I feel it. You know, but when it's explicitly trying to tell me the story, yeah, I don't, I don't really feel it. Um, and it's got um, like it's like a, like a video game equivalent story wise to uh, Neil Gaiman's uh, Mirror Mask, for me. Oh but, yeah, that's a good. I mean, comparison. Like, are we talking spoilers? We are, right? Yeah, totally. All right, so like at the end of the game, you arrive at uh, your father's house, and it's. I think that there's some kind of a rift between the pregnant woman who's telling the story. And the game, the, the setup of the game is there's a pregnant woman on the beach and you're periodically walking your way toward like your father's beach house or, or whatever. And she has a journal. And as you sit down to rest, you play throughout these these narratives and adventures in the bound world. And I just for as much fun as like I like the visual splendor of that game, I don't understand the connective tissue to that ending. And what I'm supposed to gather from the corruption of, you know, the world and the queen and the daughter, I just don't, if it was like a lord and the the father's character is supposed to be represented as some kind of like benevolent evil king, I think it might have been a bit clearer, but I just didn't understand the, the, the mixed messaging of the story. Gotcha. So I would have no problem cutting it off this list. Okay, so let's cut Bound. Uh, it's a cool game, though. Oh, it's excellent. Yeah, it's, it's a fun. very cool game. It's, it's really, visually speaking, you should at least check it out just to kind of walk around and, and watch the, has one of the coolest uh, methods of movement in a game that I've played all year. Yeah, and it's like three hours long, so it won't take you quite very long to get through it. Um, yeah. Did you just cut that, Justin? I did. Okay, so he, uh, Steve, it's your cut. Um, Tell me about that dragon cancer. Oof, that is, uh. a, that's a rough <laughs> one. Kelsey, you want to go first? Um, I don't know. I think it's too beautiful of a game, and and it has such a amazing message and story to be cut. Um, before at least the fifth top fifteen, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that. Um, I just played it. Um, last week. Um, Did you and cry? Yes, I cried. <laughs> I cried too. I just wanted to make sure. It's incredibly sad. Um, and you know, if people don't know, it's it's like a true story. Um, mm-hmm. about the game developers are the parents of this child uh, named Joel. And he's he's basically, since he's a small child, I don't know, since he was born, maybe, has had has been sick. And so 
it's about cancer kind of taking him away from his family um and it's in this very kind of abstract art style and it's a very simple simple game mm-hmm. and i think that i i think that it's tough right it's really tough to separate what the game is about from how the game functions and plays as a game because as a game there's not a lot of game there right it's it's just it's very much as like clicking on things to hear dialogue and to get the sense of stuff but the emotional effect it has is yeah. really intense um so yeah i would leave it on the list for now i don't know if it's top 10 but i think that it's worth making a case for it at some point yeah. Alrighty. so nominate something else my friend Nothing. We're we're down to the. We're really not. We're out of the easy stuff at this point. Yeah. No. We definitely are. Cause I'm <laughs> looking down the, the list. And I know either it's something that I know somebody's gonna fight for, or something that I want on the top ten. But yeah. um, I'm gonna say Ratchet and Clank. I'm totally okay with that. Got Ratchet I, and Clank. I beat that game four times this year. I had a blast with it, but it's a little bit too much of the old for me to mm-hmm. see it making a top ten of new yeah so, i'd be fine with that i enjoyed it but it's yeah not top 10. i think we all enjoyed it i think yeah it i enjoyed it too. yeah it was awesome and i've never played i've never played a ratchet and clank game before same um and, and i heard such great things about it from you steve and from justin played it and he loved it um and it, it looks gorgeous it's like it, those games have always looked great um even when i've seen them across the years but this it was like this looked like it was like that time where actually like oh it looks like a pixar movie like it actually looked that way, you know, in yeah. the in the moment to moment gameplay. It's a gorgeous game and a lot of fun. But I do agree. I think that even though it is a new game, it has so much of that old that it's it. it when you're splitting hairs like we're splitting to make this list, it, it definitely right. gives it a leg down. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't hang among some of these like you know, brand new 2016 properties. Uh, it's a one of the best reboots of the year, and then making it be a part of the film, which flopped, but um, <laughs> the way that it was woven into that and, and how seamlessly they told both the old story and a new story uh, was very admirable, but uh, it doesn't, it doesn't hang in the top, tw- uh, top 10, 2016 list. All right. Awesome. That was, I thought that was going to be a big fight for this, for this thing. I thought, oh no, cause I thought Steve, I thought you were going to like go to bat for it big time. Um, I got, I got my battles. I got all my horses <laughs> lined up, ready to go. So that was one of the ones that I had like, I was like, all right, I got to get ready for this one. Um, <laughs> but you, you also took the next game I was going to nominate to cut. So thanks a lot. Uh, Hugh, yeah. you're up. <laughs> get it. It's tough, man. It's 23 tough. of them left. Yeah, 23. When we get, I think when we get, um, to 20 we might start going the other way and being like these games are locks and trying to figure yeah. out games that are locks so we can figure out actually what we're talking about here um, yeah I like that idea but so, but let's go let's go finish this round first before we do that so Hugh okay um I know you really enjoy it but I'm gonna go for Overcooked I can, can we really honestly say that that's top 10 it's a really fun game. It's a it's, really fun. 
like I one lo- of the best multiplayer games I've played all year. Yeah, it's really fun. It's not going to make top 10, though. I don't think it's going to make top no, 10. No, no, it's not. It's so good, though. It is really, really good. Um, so is Ratchet that. and Clank, but it's not top 10. Yeah, yeah I Overcooked played that over is, Christmas Overcooked uh, is something with, special. Uh, with four yeah. people, and it was amazing. After about three hours of being in the game, we were a well-oiled machine, and it was <laughs> beautiful. I mean, that playing that on the Extra Life stream with you, Justin, was awesome. It was so much fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got that crazy, like, manic thing going on, and you find yourself, like, yelling at each other. There was this game that came out on, like, iOS a couple years ago called Space Team. I don't know if you remember that game, but it was this very simple game where um, you were basically, the, sh- you were basically the, sh- the crew of a ship, and you had, like, oh dials, God, and played you played it, and you had knobs <laughs> yeah. in front of you, and they were all, like, ridiculous words. But and so and you would get instructions on your screen to like crank this or turn this to off or turn this to on and it might that that dial might be on your screen it might be on someone else's screen and you find yourself yelling around to each other, you know, um, <laughs> to like you know turn down the flugel hose and stuff like that and and yes o- yeah and overcooked has that same feeling when you're just in it you know you're just you're just like yelling out it, it commands and like you're freaking out because things start burning and that time where you accidentally end up on the wrong side of the moving platform when you have soup going and it's just a disaster. Uh, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be top 10, but it's a really fun game. It's a really, really fun game. All right. It's cut. All right. Kelsey. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to accept that Pokemon Sunday won't be in the top 10. Hmm. <laughs> You might have I, mean, support. I do. You might have I support. do love that game. Yeah, I mean, I, I like really it like too. it, but yeah, it's. I don't. I don't think it's top ten. Kelsey, I feel like yeah. you're killing one of your children or something right here. I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because I know one of you will. Um, one of you will kill him first, so I feel like I need to be the one to do it. Folks. <laughs> Both of us have fallen on our own swords now, so it's cool. <laughs> Sometimes right. you gotta, though. Yeah, Sometimes you do. You gotta, you gotta make sacrifices. Yeah. As I said on Twitter, let the blood run free. <laughs> well, for me, it's more like if it comes between uh, Pokemon and That Dragon Cancer or Hyperlight Drifter, like I want those more. She's choosing than, her battles. Kelsey's already learning. Pokemon. She's already learning the the, the <laughs> yep. politics. I will say this, Kelsey. Uh. I started looking for like one of those like ninety nine dollar three DSs that were running around oh for a while, my God. and I thought maybe, maybe for the purposes of this show, I would, <laughs> I would play Pokemon. But <gasps> I, just, I couldn't find one. You can't oh. buy 3DS anywhere right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um, Wait, you can't find what? You can't find 3DS. Like, yeah, 3DSs oh. are like if you go to GameStop, they don't exist right now. Yeah, which is oh, just yeah. the two DSs. Even the two DS you can't find. It's like, Imagine having trouble trying to find Nintendo hardware. Yeah, uh, they, they it it seems like I don't think they were. I think the combination of the Switch coming out and you know obviously ramping down a little bit of production anyway, but also the fact that I don't think they expected it to sell as much as it sold this holiday. I don't think they realized how much Pokemon Go was going to affect Pokemon affect Sun and Moon. Pokemon Sun yeah. and Moon. You know, I, I just don't think they realized it at all. Um, um, so yeah, you can't find it anywhere. Yeah, just to put in a word for it, I mean, I've put in a good, like, 60-something hours into that game by now. What? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> what? And, uh, <laughs> it, as far as Pokemon games go, it's excellent. I agree. The, the, the new island is really cool. The new Pokemon are really neat. Uh, and it's just, 
it's very refined. It, it takes a lot of the old ideas and gives them a good amount of polish. Uh, one of the best things, the customizability of your characters and the amount of different towns and islands you can go to to, uh, to get clothes and hats and everything uh, really, really allows you to feel like you're in the game. Like, you can make a trainer mm-hmm. that looks like you. There are, mm-hmm. you know, count at least like 20 something uh different hairstyles eye colors skin tones um all different types of of stuff like i can actually find something that i would wear every day and walk around with all of my pokemon with me and uh the battle system has been refined and even the uh like the ui of like moving around they now have these little information bubbles in the move sets that one of the things about Pokemon that used to drive me absolutely insane was I would forget what a power would do in the middle of battle, and you can't go back and check. Now you can. You just yeah. hit that little information button, and it'll tell you exactly what the move does, and it'll give you um, like gauges as to how well they'll help you in battle or not. Uh, so that is huge for a game that's been around as long as that's been around, and that hasn't been there and is now. Um, just a lot, a lot of fun, and it's hysterical. <laughs> the, the the people that you meet in that on that island in Pokemon, they say some of the weirdest shit you've ever heard. They I all love have it. These like, yeah, like they've all got these <laughs> like bizarre ticks and grudges with you. You've never met them, and then there are the people that are talking about how they need to rush and go and do something, or they need to go and find that Pokemon because you found it first, and you come back to that island. Several hours later, they're still standing there. They're like the people in uh, Mirror's Edge. If you don't do it for them, they won't do it themselves. But they'll still complain about it. So, um, <laughs> tons of personality for for a Pokemon game in a in a franchise that has felt very samey for a very long time. It's a very refreshing build of that franchise. Yeah, I agree completely. I think it did a lot of changes that were a hundred percent necessary for <laughs> to include. Um, because if you've been playing it for a long time, you understand the mechanics. But for someone who maybe they played Pokemon Go and on their parents' iPhone for fun, they want to play their own version. It might have been hard for them to learn it at first. Like every Pokemon game in the beginning, it's it's learning everything. And now I find it's just more helpful for for new new players. All right, I t- totally agree. So great game, but it's not making this list apparently. Nope. Um, it's gone. One more until we hit twenty. Oh my god! There is a fight for every single one of these games. Um, this is really tough to nominate There's this. There's still one. one on here that I I, I don't know about that I want to hear. Um, oh, go ahead. So, man, um, whew, this is a tough one. Give it to me. I could do it. We'll give you the cut. Give me the cut. I'm gonna say oxen free. Nope. Oxen free. Nope. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is the I time this is yet. the time to cut the division. Oh, yeah. That's fine with me. <laughs> I'm fine with cutting the division, but I don't know if he was gonna be all- along that road with you. I Although it's on my personal ten, I can I can completely understand why overall it's not a top time ten game. So yeah, I'm I'm I don't have an issue with it being cut. Like I said, it's it's I think my experience with that game is tailored a lot around the fact that um, 
as with a lot of games in the past year, I think I enjoyed it a lot more than... Not so much I should have, but, like, you know, I, I would have if I played it on my own because I played it with friends. Um, So, yeah, I think my my experience of it is subjective to that end. So I, I, I have no issue with it being cut right now. All right. The division's off then. So we're down to 20. Let's, um, let's start picking games that we know are going to make this list. So we can really know how many spots the rest of the games are actually fighting for. Um, so, um, Steve, you want to do me a favor as we sort of lock games in, can you, um, sort of move them up the list? Um, like yeah, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a fresh list. That's totally cool. Just... Awesome, perfect. Um, perfect. That's perfect. All right. So, I mean, obviously, Overwatch is on this list. Yep, hundred percent. Damn right it is. Overwatch is on this yeah. list. Yeah. Um, I think Hitman is on this list. Oh yes, a hundred percent. Agreed. Agree. Um, that's the two that I know for sure. I mean, I have, I have other ones for me that I know that are gonna be on this list. But I'm trying to think that we all agree. So is there anything else that you uh, think? Doom is going to make this list. Yeah. Doom is yes. making this list. For sure. <laughs> the Witness? Yes, for sure, for me. But I don't, you, I, I don't know how everybody else feels. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the games I think could possibly make it that far. I mean, it, it's, nope. it's my favorite game maybe of all time. So <laughs> I will fight <laughs> very hard for it to make the top ten. It's in my top five of the year, so yeah. I would I would say I yes. I, I agree mm-hmm. with that being top ten. Yeah, um, we should try and get one more that's locked in there. I think Titanfall makes this list. I don't. Yes, I, I very I much agree with. I don't know. Like I do. I, I think yet. it's a fantastic game. I'm not saying it's not in the top ten. I can't say. Uh, how can top, yeah. How can Two Titanfall hours. two not make the top ten this year? Don't make me come up to Canada and start slapping people <laughs> around. <laughs> I. I had a great t- that that. I'm game not saying it's not going to make top ten. Year. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, uh, I just don't know if it's on this like. Um, we all unanimously the, agree it makes it list. You know. I think the next game to go on here uh, would be Firewatch. I mean, I definitely agree with that. I don't yeah, know how I ju- agree too. Justin and Hugh feel about that, but. I like Firewatch actually, a lot, so like I'm not gonna actually. I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I assumed all along Firewatch is going to be in the top ten. All right, well let's put in Firewatch of... and let's put Titanfall two in this locked list. No, for put, keep it at five. Keep it at five. Oh, keep it at five. Okay, keep so, it at five. All right. So, so we'll take. So yeah, you can get the rhythm on the on the big list. So we basically have a, a list of games. As Steve Delitis will go over it. Um, uh, so. Doom is on that list already, right? Yeah, there we go. Yes, it is. Um, and I think that's it. So I think we've got 15 games to fill five spots. I see 16. Well, he's <laughs> had, he hasn't raised Doom yet. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, that's it. Uh, I want it on there twice. <laughs> so yeah, so we've got we've got 15 games to fill five spots, and we'll make sure we when we're ordering the list, we'll make sure we talk about the games that we just locked because they all deserve to be talked about. And I don't want them. I feel like a lot of times all the best games we don't really talk about very much because they're just like, oh, yeah, we love them. Um, so they're on there. Um, I remember last year, I think Rise of the Tomb Raider ended up at number five. I don't think we said anything about it. I think it was just like, yeah, number five is good for that game. It was six. Or six or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, which I thought was pretty funny. So, yeah. So um, here we go. So let me ask you a question. Should we keep going with like cuts or should we start doing like games 
making stump speeches for games we think should make the list. Let's do cuts. Do cuts. One more round yeah, of cuts. cuts. Yeah. One more round of cuts. All right. People are bloodthirsty. All right, Justin. <laughs> Less bastards. I love it. Go ahead. Uh, whose turn is it? Justin is going to start. Yeah. Okay. I want to cut Abzu. Ooh. That's so oh. tough. I would have no problem with that. That's so tough for me. It's I Ooh. So I played it. I didn't want to play it because I already played Journey. Uh, You're an asshole. Sorry, wow. it's the exact it's the exact same thing. You're an asshole. Uh, it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous thing, but for me, that falls into experience. There's like there's no discernible story. It, you're you're. It's like for me, it, it's it's exactly how I would classify Journey. It's like it, it's it's something that you play, but it's mostly an experience of. There's not a story here. I'm looking at the visuals and I'm feeling emotion that they want me to feel. Yeah, it was very emotional. But I didn't get that from Abzu. Oh, okay, I got, I got very emotional on Abzu. On those moments where it would, the music would build and you'd kind of go up into those big open environments and then leap out of the water with the, the animals. That like, those were like some cool moments for me, but not something that I felt like, I, A, that I needed to have, which is you know, subjective. Yeah, of course. Um, it's all subjective. We all know that yeah. it's not. <laughs> but like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like compared to some of the other games on this list like that one doesn't hold up against story gameplay visuals like it's got uh, one of visuals. those things i don't know about that. visuals it definitely holds up no but. what i'm saying yeah. is it's oh it takes the marks in visuals yeah. like, i think that's one of the more beautiful games i've played in a long time yeah. but it doesn't have the other hooks in it for me mm-hmm. uh, um, that's why i think it that's why i classify it as like oh that was a nice experience but we cut all the other experiences off this game, the, off this list. There are, there are other games that I'm more passionate about getting on this list right now, which is the only reason I'm not fighting you big time. Uh, and we do have to make a lot of hard cuts. But Steve, I know you also loved Abzu, so I just I have at this point I have very few games left uh, on on the list that I'm going to be fighting super hard for. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if around the table, if I'm going to be the only one going for it, that's probably an uphill battle that I'll eventually lose. I mean, look, I love Abzu, so it's not a matter of that. I'm just trying to think about, compared to the rest of the table, what... I mean, between Abzu and Bound, like, those two games coming out more or less back-to-back... Yeah. Uh, just... Some of the coolest visual experiences I've had with games, uh, this year, I wish that that was in VR. Like how Bound mm-hmm. got that update. I wish they would update Abzu because that would just be... I would probably never get out of it. Uh, you know, all the little cool things that they did, all those moments, the thing with the shark, the first t- the first time that the shark takes out one of your little uh, light dude helpers, mm-hmm. I got like super emotional and I couldn't understand <laughs> why. Um, Maybe I just don't have a the, heart. I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> like that encyclopedic way that you kind of you you zone out, like you go into the the mantra state or the the meditative state, and like you go around looking at all the fish, and the level of detail that they put into actually replicating the real life representations of the fish in that game, and you just move around the whole level. Um, that first time that you breach the water, the game shifts towards the end, and you know there are surprises there that the gameplay kind of changes for a short time. Oh, it's so good. It is really good. I think good. it's a top 10 game, but I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of games left on this list that I don't know a whole lot about. 
Um, I don't know. If you want to keep it, we can keep it for now. I want to. I want to keep it for now. Okay, that's fine. Um, yeah. So I'll have to choose something else. You can choose something else. Yeah. Batman. <laughs> We're getting close to that point for sure. I'll, I'll save that for you, Hugh. Yeah. I say we cut Battlefield. That was gonna be mine. That was gonna be mine. <laughs> that was my one of my nominations. I know, it's it's a great game. I, I do think a lot can be said for that game, and I think like it is like one of I think in terms of bringing that series back to being a brilliant first person game, it's nailed it. And I think in terms of like an out and out crazy experience based around like a real life event that you know respectfully handles its material it did a fantastic job um but yeah i love that game but i i could go for it being cut to be honest yeah it's in my top my personal 10 but i can understand like again i can see why that would be cuttable I'm so angry at this year of shooters. <laughs> it's a great year of shooters. <laughs> because I just don't have time for them all. Yeah. Like, I, I don't. Mm-hmm. And Battlefield is the one that's been cut for me mm-hmm. out of my rotation, which I'm like, I'm actually bummed about mm-hmm. because I, it's so good. But most of my friends haven't really latched onto it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go play Battlefield by myself. Especially yeah. when I mean, all I've, of them are yeah. playing either I've, Overwatch or Titanfall. Right. So it's like, why couldn't you have come out a year ago? Mm-hmm. Or why couldn't you have come out like, seven eight months ago when yeah. you know well no overwatch was out by then but <laughs> like well, this is it's so frustrating because it's such a good game that's just being left out in the cold yeah that yeah. drives me nuts yeah it's, and it's, i've, I've had so much fun with the multiplayer in that game it is like the conquest mode on that um me and my friend ori play like a we i bought him overwatch for christmas so we're kind of like alternating between the two now but that game like online gets absolutely crazy at times like it's just bonkers just explosions going off everywhere bodies like flying all over the place um it's so intense and like it it handles incredibly well um like i I, it is a such a good game to play online but again yeah i can i can go for it being i could see the only thing good about battlefield is it's one of those series that has legs mm-hmm. like you know, the battlefield five or whatever they're going to call it, it's not going to be out for a few years yeah so people will be playing I mean, people are still playing battlefield four mm-hmm. so i could see like sometime this summer in the lull the guys would be like hey we never really dug into battlefield that much even though most of us own it mm-hmm. and then we'll go back to it then <laughs> yeah and there'll be more maps and stuff out by then i've never had a bad time playing it I, and i've never really I got into a battlefield game, game. that uh the extra life stream that we did with yeah. everybody was was great that was a lot of fun yeah no i really enjoyed that game and I can vouch, Hugh's friend Ori is, like, really good at first-person shooters. <laughs> Dude is a beast, yeah. He's ridiculous. He's better than me at Overwatch after fucking five <laughs> rounds of playing it. Well, that's Hugh, my friend Mike. that's not a high bar to climb. <laughs> yeah. You, you, I love you. That's right. Oh. I love you. Ow. That really Man. hurt. Coming from you, Justin, that hurt. He's expected from me, but... I looked I looked up to you in terms of Overwatch, Justin. <laughs> I look up to Cody. And so now, now I just yeah. Now it's just Cody for me. You're <laughs> off the list. <laughs> All right. So Justin, that was your cut, right? That was my cut. All right, uh, Steve. All right. I am going to make the understandable sacrifice cut. Uh, I'm going to cut Final Fantasy 15. 
Oh my god, really? I'd oh, so no much rather you cut Abzu because I'm actually playing a Final Fantasy game and enjoying it. <laughs> I, uh, I, I know, I'm I'm digging my heels in on this one. <laughs> Are you going? I didn't I didn't realize that there was going to be passion for Oh, it. I, I love Final Fantasy I put 11 hours into Final Fantasy in like four days just <laughs> trying to be, have, be able to have a conversation about right. it on this show. Yeah, no, I don't, I, don't get me wrong. I don't want to cut it, but I'm, I'm thinking back in... Kind of you some have more, of the the story elements of that have, game really kind of start to fall apart after a while. I know that they've updated it to kind of fill in the gaps, but uh, um, you have I more don't support for that so if, than Abzu. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I thought that I was alone. In no, dude. That I love that game. Okay. Okay. I um, love that game. Should we talk about Batman Telltale series? Um, well, yeah. let's let us let us let Hugh. Uh, he's had that on his on his chopping block for a while. We're gonna have a big conversation about that. Why don't you pick something All right, else? So I'll, I'll, I gotta pick something else. Then. Yeah. Uh, Deus Ex. Oh man. <laughs> oh, it's such a tough, tough I, place. Um, here, I'll make your life easy, Steve. I will give you Watch Dogs. You wanted to cut it before. He's already uh, he's highlighted, already highlighted, highlighted it. it. Did no you play it? Did, so, has like, anybody yep. else played no, no. Watch Dogs besides me? I know Hughes played a little bit Hughes of it. Hughes played a little bit of it. I played a little bit of and it. You played a little bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I can go for it being cut because I I played it. I enjoyed it to a point, but I never felt pulled into it. And I think that's why that's why I was I I would be happy with it not being on the top ten. It just I just never felt yeah. pulled into it. Here's um, where and with the volume of games I've been playing this year, a, a game really has to grab me to get me into it. And Watch Dogs, unfortunately, didn't didn't do that. And that's not to say it isn't a good game because I had, I did have a good time with it, and I will go back to it and finish it. But yeah, I'm I'm okay with it being cut. Well, I mean, let's say this is all of these games are great. There's no games left on this list that aren't either very good to great. So you know that goes without saying. Just I know that. You're you're letting it go, but I know you'll probably want to say your piece before you do. Yeah, I mean, um, good. Oh, go ahead, good, Steve. No, no, just super quick. Um, it's funny we're talking about this right now, and 14 seconds ago, cheap ass gamer tweeted out that Deus Ex: Mankind Divided for the PS4 is 14.99. Jesus, right now, get that game. Buy that game. game. Get with, that game uh, with a code here. I'm gonna I'm gonna retweet this on my account if anybody's listening <laughs> and you want to catch this. <laughs> get that game. Um. Watch Dogs 2 makes my top 10 uh, easily as my su- like, surprise of the year with Steep like, sl- like slightly trailing behind it. Um, the first game was awful. I never thought I would play Watch Dogs <laughs> 2 I, at all. But it was just one of those things where like right before release, there was like, you know, there was the media hit that you expect for like a big game. And I looked at it and I'm like, there's maybe something more here than I thought. I picked it up and I fell in love with it. Um, you know, it's an open world game. But it's a good, it's like a good one of those. Mm-hmm. The, the the writing and the characters that you feel like would be the most grating, annoying characters on the face of the earth end up being lovable. Like not like I I hate them so much that they're actual lo- like they're actually lovable. But like I came to like care about some of them. Like the the way that Marcus interacts with each member of the group, especially Wrench is uh, and Wrench is the emoji mask man. Yes. Uh, it ends up being like sincere, like uh, whoever the voice actor was that played Marcus, like did a really good job. And I'll tell you, like I'm gonna spoil something, but I'll tell you where the game actually grabbed me is uh, one of the members of the crew is Horatio. He's the other black guy in the group, and uh, right when Marcus meets him, they immediately go off and they like, they're like, we're you know 
we're the two uh, he, I think they said like we're the two brothers in the group like it's nice to have like mm-hmm. somebody else who can understand me um, but Horatio's missing missing for like part of the game because he works at Google like there mm-hmm. it's called Noodle but it's their <laughs> stand in for Google you have this really really great mission um, with Horatio uh, where you they, they figure out he's a hacker and he's going to be fired um, and then he's working with this like you know this group DeadSec which is like a, a stand in for Anonymous in the real world um, and you have to like break into Google and then hack their servers to, uh, to get him out of trouble. And then like a mission or two later, he is like brutally killed in a gang war and that he just gets swept up in. And up until that point, I hadn't killed a single person in the game, but the three people that you saw kill him. Oh, I tracked them down and I murdered them <laughs> brutally. But like, I felt like I felt so angry, mm-hmm. like, cause he like, he had nothing to do with it. Like they just like kidnapped him because they knew he was, he was part of this group and they're like, well, we want like. I think it was like they wanted him to get, like get money or something mm-hmm. like that, and it was just two dudes and a girl, and like I hunted them down and I killed. Them. They're the only people I killed in the game, but like <laughs> I felt like it was so out of character for Marcus to like go around killing other people. But in this one spot, like it felt justified, and that's when I realized like I actually cared. Like Watch Dogs like pulled one over on me. Like I actually cared about the characters enough to like break my own like I'm gonna not kill anybody rule, mm-hmm. and it like that's when it really really grabbed me and surprised me and like from there i finished it out and like the ending wasn't great like mm-hmm. as far as like with like a big oomph it didn't have that like big bang ending but it felt right um and so yeah like if you like open world games watchdogs is a good like a really good one of those but on top of that it like it has like a, it has a good story with good characters and some, some fun aesthetics mm-hmm. so check it out all right goodbye watchdogs too all right. So, Hugh, it is your time. Batman the Telltale <laughs> series. All right, here's the, here, we've been waiting for this conversation for a while. Can I say um, something about this? Wait, I just want to say something before <laughs> Hugh starts. Yeah, yeah. So I, I played all of this in one sit, uh, four episodes in a row in one sitting, uh, or two sittings. Um, the first three episodes were the strongest Telltale episodes I've ever played. Uh, and they completely dropped the ball in the last two. <laughs> to the point where I was like, I... I was angry because up yeah. until that point, I was like, this is going to make top 10 because yeah. it's phenomenal. And then and out of nowhere, it's like we tried to do way too much in too little time. Go ahead, Hugh. And that 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 is exactly the reason why, like I say, up until that point, like I was I was legitimately legitimately thinking this is one of my top 10 games of the year. And those last two last two episodes was like there was still good stuff in them like i think i think the one thing that was consistently good all the way through it was the stuff with with bruce um yeah and but the the those last two episodes especially all the villain stuff wrapped up so predictably and so just there was no it's no real sort of like invention about it it just the you know, it just rounds itself off in a in a an interesting way. Um, does the predictable thing of setting itself up for like what's to come using an entirely predictable character in the Joker. Yeah, and that's the thing though. I finished it and I was just like, oh, and I, I was just like, I wanted so badly for it to finish really well. And th- there's a lot of good things to be said about it. Like I said, I think in terms of Bruce and Alfred stuff, like probably the best stuff that's been in any Batman game. But those last two episodes just 
made it fall like a long way short for me. So I think that's that's why it's not a top ten game for me. I have so much I want to say about this game, <laughs> Kelsey. But I know, I know yeah. Kelsey. Kelsey has gone to bat for it already, so yeah. I want to hear why. Yeah. Um, I just think like what it did, like for Batman fans, was fun. Like when I went into the game, I was expecting sort of um, a typical uh, Batman game, and when they changed up the story, I was floored. I I loved it. I told all my friends that read comics that they needed to play it because I thought it was an interesting take. Um, But the gameplay was choppy at times. Um, Not too, too challenging. I mean, the most challenging thing was trying to connect the dots when you had to... That that was probably my favorite part. I love that there was a detective aspect to it. but I would say that that was the most challenging part. The fighting scenes, like you didn't really have a struggle as long as you were paying attention, which I didn't. Sometimes I died because I realized I wasn't paying attention. I definitely, I was streaming it and I definitely died because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, like, I liked it more for the story and then it sort of drifted off. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like had they kept Joker as more of an, easter not even an easter egg because everyone knows who he is but more of like a little nod i think i would have appreciated it more than a them like throwing it in my face like he's probably the villain expect Mm. it it's him i was like okay (laughs) because i didn't expect this season at all i was very very surprised by the whole um bruce's parents and what they did with that story and then it's more like Okay, like I've seen the Joker a million times. Like, yeah, it always feels like <laughs> it's very tough for people and companies and storytellers who are telling like their first Batman story to keep the Joker to keep out. the Joker out of it because they just yeah. I feel like, like if this is the only one we get to do, we're definitely doing the Joker. You know, and that's yeah. what that's the that's the frustrating thing though yeah. is that they threw way too much in mm-hmm. into one season. Like, you know that you're gonna make a season two mm-hmm. of. Batman like <laughs> you just know yeah and the where the Joker fit in just didn't feel right now I, I understand they're telling a different Batman tale which I think worked phenomenal yeah totally because near the the end of the third chapter like Bruce I think it was the third one like Bruce realizes yeah like my parents or especially my father wasn't the saint that I made him out to be and so he's apologizing for it mm-hmm. but like as he's coming to understand it you're also coming to understand mm-hmm. it like you're like none of this feels yeah. right like I was in just as much disbelief as Bruce was right yeah so Me that too. worked totally well <laughs> yeah that, that was one of the like Telltale's smartest things they could have done was mm-hmm. like we're gonna pull one over on everybody yeah and then it, yeah they're gonna come to realize it at the same time the character does that works yeah but the whole did everybody save who who did everybody save we're going into spoiler territory. I don't care. Like it's fine. At the, uh, at the election? At yeah, the at the election. Who did you save? Oh, my God. A hundred percent. The relationship with Selena. I saved Selena. I was like, I, I want Selena. Harvey to be two-faced. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> See, ready. I that, well, that was what I wanted. I wanted to see whether you could stop him from becoming two-faced. That was my, uh, my motivation did you... there. Now, I, Hugh, he doesn't become two-faced, correct? Well... It only in the that's uh, me and Bobby had this conversation 
um because it bobby played it and bobby saved um selena didn't you yes i did yeah um and then the whole thing with like the light falling on um harvey's face happens which is what (laughs) burns his face so he doesn't become (coughs) two-faced physically no but that mental um thing where there's two sides of him still like that still happens so they didn't change so that much yeah. it just makes it um i guess it adds it just makes it more of an out and out like psychological um thing as opposed to that that physical disfigurement causing him for... to become um... you know um schizophrenic or whatever you want to call it um so yeah, it it does still happen, but I guess you can just kind of like explain it in a different way. What happened to? Well, Selena? we don't have to like, break it down into a whole Batman spoiler yeah. cast, but like <laughs> you know, we we haven't really talked about that yet because we were all waiting to finish it. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. there's so much that works, but just they they threw in way too much at the end, and like that's the last thing I'll say on it. Like it like I don't think it makes the top ten, and I I think that's why it was nominated to get cut. But. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that it's really good, but I think like you said, it doesn't stick the landing. And when you're gonna when you're talking about this group of games, it's got to stick the landing. All right, so Batman is yeah. off this list. Kelsey, go. Kelsey, you're you were cutting. Uh, Deus Ex. <laughs> we're back around to Deus Ex again. Yeah. Oh man, I it, I like Deus Ex Go more. <laughs> Deus Ex Go is a great game. Um, man, I love Deus Ex: Mankind Divided a I lot. Do too. Uh, and if I if this was a few months ago, I would probably say that of the games like this, Justin would be on my side on this one. But I think Justin has another fight to have uh, in first person uh, big world games. I guess there's no reason those two games both can't make the list. They're except both phenomenal. They are, except that I don't know how much support we have around the table. For Deus Ex, and I don't know. If I really, really like that game as well. Yeah, I love that game. What do you, what do, you do in that game? In Deus, Deus Ex, you you play um yeah. uh, at, at well, it's a it's a first person uh, stealth action game. I guess I would call it. You play this guy Adam Jensen, who's like a, a cyborg. Um, he has you know like cybernetic arms and stuff, and you're solving mysteries and uncovering conspiracies and stuff like that. It's a lot of you know hacking into buildings and looking at people's like computers and emails and um there's some really great stealth sequences some really good action sequences it's just one of those games where and i always i said this when we played it it's like one of those games where you i'm just absorbed in what's going on i don't even really know what it is i can't piece together exactly what it is but i'm just so into the process of walking around and and looking at everything and doing everything i love the style of the game um i love combat like combat is it's you, you can really go about it either way you want you can go i played the game and didn't kill anybody yeah so you can go in it oh that's the game where you didn't kill anybody okay yeah you can go into it you can use your 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 non-lethal stuff as much as you want or you can play it like a shooter pretty much uh that and dishonored feel like a very similar role they're both incredible incredible games mm -hmm. um but both like you could play it like a full sociopath or as a ninja yeah uh uh it's it's so good they're both they're both i mean dissects i i don't I haven't played enough Dishonored to to put in my word for that, but I will say that I love Deus Ex a ton. It's probably in my top five. It's in my top five as well for the year. Um, Oof. So yeah, it's in the lower half of my top five. Yeah, so so it's tough for me to say goodbye to it right now. Though I know that we're gonna have to say goodbye to a bunch of games, and some of the ones that I really like. Um, 
Hey, Kelsey, why don't you fall on a sword? <laughs> Kelsey's got three games on this list right now that she's super passionate about. She is. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have to fall on her sword. One of us will, will stick that sword <laughs> ourselves. Yeah, you guys could stab me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man. Well, I was only joking when Can I said Can you offer something else up in its place? Um, no, 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 not Kelsey. Oh, me. Oh. Bobby. <laughs> Can I offer something up in its place? Man, this is tough. Because there's really only... There's one other game on this list that I want on it more than Deus Ex. There's just one other game that I want to hear more than Deus Ex. Um, so I could act honestly... I'll nominate any of the three through 12, <laughs> basically. Helpful. Um, but, man, uh, I could fall on a sword, I guess. Well, you're giving it up to Kelsey. That's the thing. It's like you're giving her one that she can cut. Yeah. I'm willing to give up. Oh, man, this is tough. I'd be willing to give up Super Hot for Deus Ex. <laughs> Oh, super hot, so good. It is really, really good. In a list of top ten, man, that game has got so much going on for it. It's on. It's in my personal top ten for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to. I mean, if you want to be, I'm honest with you. Like the games that I would give up more quickly would be Dishonored Two or Hyperlight Drifter would be the ones that I would go for. But Hyperlight is one of Kelsey's games, so it doesn't really make sense. And I know <laughs> Justin's gonna fight for Dishonored hard, so. Oh, well, there's a t- there's there's two people back in that one. <laughs> um, so I know that's going to be a, a tough one. Um, so maybe it does go. I don't. I mean, but the three of us have it in top five. Uh, well, two of us have it in top five. He was in top ten. I thought he said the bottom half of his top five. I think he's bottom half of top ten. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no, mine's mine's four on my list. Oh, so there you go. I was wrong. So yeah, that's tough. If three of us to have it in our top five and not make the top ten is a tough one. Uh, it's because I just see it as. We have a lot of first-person like adventure games to cut. Like I, I just don't see all of them being on it. It might as well just be a top ten of our favorite first-person adventure. <laughs> and you're absolutely right, Kelsey. You're you're 100 right in your thinking for why you want to cut it. Uh, it's just very tough for me to give up. Um, no, I understand. But we also have Dishonored, Final Fantasy, Titanfall, Uncharted. Like I just. There's a there's a lot of shooters and a lot of great games. I d- yeah. Uh, so Justin is t- is Dishonored above Deus Ex on your list? I haven't figured that out yet. They're both in the top five. Right. So it's that's tough. Like I'm still working around the numbers, but yeah. I know where the games lie. Yeah. Uh, I'll fight for Dishonored harder than I will for Deus Ex. That, that's what I figured. That's definitely what I figured. Um. All right. I mean, if that's the case, then it's it's not going to make it. It's not going to make it if that's the case. It just won't because unless – I, I love that game, but I, I don't have – I do too. I don't have the – I don't think I have the passion for Deus Ex that you are going to have for Dishonored. So I'm willing to let it go because there is – there's another game list that I'll fight till I die to keep on this list. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I would vouch for Dishonored above Deus Ex as okay. well. So we're, we, we've cut it. We're, let's, that was a really tough one. It's such a great game. It's a great it's, game. It is. It's fantastic. I'm glad that you made me play it. <laughs> Make you play it. I just said, oh, this game's really good. And then well, you play it. I know. But like you, you mentioned it in a few shows. Yeah. And that's what got me mm-hmm. to go get it. Because it was one that was like, oh, yeah, I'll get to that like 
maybe next year or something mm. like that. Like when it's like super cheap because it looks sort of interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that game's really good. The only thing that I can say in favor of cutting it is that uh, I think the main storyline sort of falls apart at the end. It doesn't really deliver on everything. I think that the main storyline is just it's a very small chunk of a much larger story. For sure. And I, it I, feels like a, like a very, very long chapter of a bigger game. Yeah. I agree, and I think I think that, but I think I'll say this: the side quest stuff is great. It's great. Like if that was just like what you did the whole game, it would also be a, in my in my top five probably. That um, murder mystery one that's like near the end yeah. is my favorite one in the game. I love just walking around, stumbling onto the mid middle part of a quest, and you're like, oh, here's a combination for a room that I don't even know where the room is, but like. If you had gone somewhere else first, you would have found this room that you need the combination for. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, well, now I should go, go track this thing down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that game's good. It's a great game, but it's off this list. So that was Kelsey, right? You nominated that? Uh, so yeah. it's me now, so I'll take the sword out. I'm going to say, how passionate are you about Hyper Light Drifter? Um... I think I'm more passionate about uh, Stardew Valley than I am Hyperlight Drifter. Okay. So I, say your piece for it, though. Yeah. I just think that it's it was one of the first games I played of the year. It came out in January, and it just stuck with me the entire year. Um, I loved it. I thought it was extremely um, fun, uh, extremely challenging. <laughs> And more difficult, apparently, than I thought. <laughs> it's so difficult. It is. That's a hard game. Steve, you, haven't, Steve, you haven't been on the show when Kelsey's been on here, but Kelsey had this thing where earlier she's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not really great at games. Like, I, you know, I don't like playing hard games. <laughs> and then she just brings up casually, oh, you know, when I beat Hyper Light Drifter. Oh, I heard that one. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I heard that one. <laughs> it's like notoriously like one hy- of the hardest no. games of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like Hyperlight Drifter a lot, but I think it's the, it's the difficulty that's making me like crinkle my nose a little bit about yeah. it making the top ten. I do enjoy it a lot. I think it's a really awesome kind of like nostalgia meets almost like Dark Souls difficulty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so tough when you zipping around the level, like the rhythm that you have to have, or like the, your um, your ability to move around gets yeah. cut off. And it's just so brutal. I got stuck in, in parts of that game that I must have tried to defeat enemies like upward of 30-something times before I was able to progress. <laughs> the part that yeah. turned me off on it, and I really li- like I like it. I don't think it, I don't think it, it reaches Dark Souls-esque difficulty, although it is very hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is I was running around looking for some freaking room, and I got into this little platform that I had to like, you know, like uh, use that speed move on to mm-hmm. or that like um, that phase move on to. Yeah. And there were like seven or eight enemies on there that like all bounce around. And I killed I, I killed them all and I moved back up. And then I was like, OK, I got to turn around and go backwards now. And I came backwards and they were all back. And I was like, that's <laughs> it. That's it. I can't do this. Um, and it just came out like for me because I played it on the PS4. It came out at a time where there was just like a lot of other things going on, and I always mm-hmm. wanted to go back to, it, but never did. But like I stuck in my like in the back of my mind was like, you're gonna have to kill all those enemies again, <laughs> even though that was like a very small part of it. Yeah. I liked everything else the game did though, mm-hmm. and so I'm glad that it's getting recognition and it's making it this far. Yes. But like I don't think it hangs in the top ten. I'm gonna eventually play more of that. Though. I can agree. I wanted it to get. Um... 
some attention because I thought it was a really well done game. The art was fantastic. Soundtrack the way is they, good. The, oh my god. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Disaster Piece who did Fez and uh, It Follows. The movie It Follows. Yes. It's great. Yeah. It, it reminded me, like, I liked Fez. I, like, I really liked Fez. Mm-hmm. And this took me back to that. I love the art. I like how you can get lost in it sometimes if you phase too far or... Like, it was just... Uh, I just... I liked it a lot. <laughs> All right. I, I, I only played a very little of it. I, just, I tried to play a little bit of it before um, we did this, and it was very difficult. Uh, but mm-hmm. I like the story aspect of the character having, like, that heart condition. Yeah. Because it's based on the developer's yeah. real struggle with, like, uh, having, a, a like, a terminal, like, disease, like, debilitating mm-hmm. disease. So it was very interesting to do that throughout the game. Um, and it, and, but it also studio's not, name is Heart Machine. Yeah, and also not be, but it's not like you lose life when it happens. It's just it makes the action stop for a little while, and I thought that was a really interesting mechanic, uh, for sure. Um, all right, we got ten it's games on. on this list for five spots. Justin, you're up, my friend. <laughs> so this is the cut. Mm-hmm. Steve, you, st- you still want? You, are you still going to go hard for Abzu? <laughs> not as not as hard as other people are going to go for other games. No, I knew this was coming. <laughs> you got you, you got it on there for a whole other round, though, Steve. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. a great game. Justin got a fucking easy. Just said, "Oh, gonna, this game I nominated last time again." <laughs> but looking at this list, like I don't know where else to go. I know, I know. There's some. Oh, I fell on. I, I fell on my sword next. a couple of different times. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. All right, so like like, that dragon cancer, I am shocked, is is up here. Uh, yeah, well, I think that's. I don't know if it's gonna survive this this round. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna survive this round. But like for me, I did not expect when I was looking at the, the list of forty mm-hmm. games, I thought that was one of the early ones to come off. Yeah. That, granted, I haven't played it yeah. because I cannot play that yeah. game. Um, we'll talk about that when it when it comes back yeah. up. <laughs> so Abzu is gone. Uh, it's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's that hurt. That sucked. Um. Now you know how we feel. Deus Ex was yes. definitely that moment for me. That's like my number four game of the year or something, Deus Ex. So that was a tough cut for sure. Mm. Um, all right. So, Steve, you got something taken away. Now you can hit right back. All right. Uh, I can, I can, yeah, I, I could maybe hit back, but I don't, I don't know that I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to draw out the knives just yet. Uh, I'm getting the impression that there's not a whole lot of, heat in the room for super hot i feel like i'm the only one maybe not the only one but i'm the only one that's going to really fight to keep it in the top 10 and if it's just going to get voted out anyway i don't know does I, no, has, I, has I, anybody go ahead Steve. Go ahead. no go ahead finish your thought i just have you guys played that game that game is so cool oh I, yeah it introduces i beat it so in... many neat things oh yeah no i think it's amazing it's probably in my top 10 it's just in the lower half of my top 10 it's on yeah, the bubble I... of my top 10 right now so that's the only reason why i said thing before i love it i think that it does i don't such yeah. cool stuff i mean style it for days like and the the way that you feel no, when you figure out the like the puzzle of it on those certain mm-hmm. levels, like when I figured out the, yeah. there's that one level in the elevator where you're surrounded by the pe- the the, yeah. the people. That was such a shit level. When when you figure out like the way to do it, it feels so good. And those moments where you 
you throw the item just at the right time and you turn and shoot like the other guy and then you turn around his the guy you threw the item that gun is coming at you and you grab it and you shoot um it's such a it's such a cool feeling and and the and I love how they show it to you back in real time at the end of the game. If people don't know, Super Hot is a game where time only moves when you move. So you, it's basically it's, it's a shoot it, you shoot, but it's basically a puzzle game. Really, is what oh, it it's is. So good. It's got so much style. That, yeah. That sensation of figuring it out, even if you have to do it multiple times, like that opening salvo of picking up the object and throwing it at the guy's head and catching the gun in midair and shooting him in the chest and then shooting another bullet through the window and then backing up to grab the sword because you know somebody's going to come from the door behind you. Uh, uh, that game is so unique. Uh, you like, are absolutely it's right. One of the, yeah, like it's one of those games where I, I felt like a total badass doing it. And it mm-hmm. wasn't just slashing. It was actually using my brain to figure out how to be that badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I don't, I don't think. I'm well, you don't have to. It's, Justin, it's one of your games. You, you, you should, you should nominate another game. Then that's not what he has. Right, gonna, let's it. talk about Oxenfree. Okay, this might be the time to talk about Oxenfree. In a year where Stranger Things came out, <laughs> and everybody raves about Stranger Things, it's very similar to Stranger Things. I never really thought about that. It's Stranger Things, the video game. <laughs> <sighs> it really. Why didn't you like, tell me that before so I would play it? You're so oh, you. It was on my like, <laughs> hey. You should. Justin says you should play this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I think I think it's a really fun game. Uh, yeah, but I like. Like I can understand that. Uh, is it just me and Justin that have played it? No, I played it. Uh, I played it as well. I played it earlier in the year, and I really like it. It's just not. Yeah. It's definitely a bubble game for me. It's like it's probably in like my top fifteen or something like that, but it's not in my yeah. top in my top ten. So it's in my. It's tough. It's tough I have for me. three games rotating for two spots mm-hmm. uh, in on my top ten, and Oxenfree is one of those games. It's super good. Uh, like I, for me, it works. Like parts of it work better than fi- Like let's say Firewatch, mm-hmm. for instance, because um, there's a, I mean, there's a payoff at the end where it's not not that Firewatch doesn't have it, but like. Without, it has more of the payoff that you that I you want. enjoy. Yeah, but like that, I think that p- where people had the problem with Firewatch's yeah. ending, o- Oxenfree doesn't have that. Like Oxenfree does such cool things. Like I, I'm just going to go into spoiler territory. Sorry if you yeah. haven't played Oxenfree, yeah. but this shouldn't derail your enjoyment from ever playing it. You can change the outcome and the ending of that game without even realizing it. Yeah, like, like there is a character that is dead that entire game that you talk about. You talk about mm. your brother who is dead. You can go back. You can go back and actually keep your brother alive. Mm-hmm. You can keep everybody alive, and I didn't realize that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's so many different endings for it. It's I, got a really cool sense of style. I think I ended up with everybody dead <laughs> at the end of the game. Okay, well, I don't know what kind of monster you are. Um, but like, you take X Telltale people, and like, what are they good at? They're good at the conversation. Mm-hmm. And so you have three choices that you could. You know, like in the Mass Effect form as well. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you could say this, but it's not exactly what you're going to say. It's like more of a, of a concept. And the way the conversation flows between the teenagers is really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The game, for its art style, you know, a 2D paper mache-ish yeah. kind of character. Yeah. It's a very unique looking game. It's a unique looking yeah. game. Yeah. They pull off like, this is creepy and upsetting looking. Mm-hmm. 
way better than you think. Like when I had read that, like this is one of the scariest or like most unsettling games I've played this year from people. I was like, sure it is. Mm-hmm. And then I played it mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, like that actually made the hairs on my arm stand up. Yeah, there's some unsettling stuff. Yeah. Great music mm-hmm. in it as well. Great music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's got a, it also has a great sense of style. Um, the ending, like the ending parts, like for some reason, like really stand out to me. Mm-hmm. Like the fact of how much you can affect. Right. Um, the story in it is really cool. Like, I, I, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's going to make it, like, as far as, like, a group consensus goes, but it is super good. Yeah, it's definitely my top ten as well. I will offer it up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, man, like, Oxenfree is, it's, like, the Stranger Thing comparison is so apt to I me. never like, even thought about it. In a year where everybody loved that show. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. liked Stranger Things, go play Oxenfree. Yeah, it's a cool game. You can get it for pretty cheap. It's like ten bucks, and it's on everything now, right? It's on it's everything. On, yeah, yeah, it's on everything now. It was uh, yeah. it was on sale for one of those holiday things. I picked it up along with the uh, my menu right now on my PS4 is the Oxen Free. Yep, uh, mine too. Theme. <laughs> uh, awesome, very cool. But let's, as far as uh, so moments of it? the year and stuff, yes, we're cutting it. it. Oxen Free has one of those okay. moments. Ugh. All right. So that was Steve. That was your cut. Yes. All right, Hugh, you're up. Okay, um, I feel really, really bad for doing this because of the subject matter of the game, but I'm gonna go for that dragon cancer. Uh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Like I, I understand um that it won't make the top ten. I just think that the story, um, that the game has is worth playing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I do. I, I want to play it, but I'm just not sure. I can i i think it would just destroy me mm-hmm. yeah for me the moment that i was i was very emotional through the whole game but at the end of the game in the credits they show real pictures of the kid oh and his God. family and yeah. i fucking lost it like i was just yeah. like weeping in front of my computer um it was really tough um but um even in in one of the hospital scenes um, along the wall or um, in the letters that you could pick up, it's letters of people to people they know or pictures of yeah. of, of people that um, they know who had who had cancer. It was just uh yeah, it's really rough um, in that way. And, yeah. and like like I said, like the the emotional content and the story that's delivered is amazing. Um, the only thing that le- helps me disqualify it is that the the playing of the game, there isn't much there. Yeah. You know, exactly. uh, intentionally it's intentional, but it's mm-hmm. tough for it to make a, a, a site wide top 10 list um, with that. Um, mm-hmm. But that's not to say you shouldn't play it because that stuff can be easily ignored because it's, it's not bad. It's just not very much present. So all right. I would say indie games I've played this year, definitely my top five, mm-hmm. but story restrict like strictly. Yeah. Because gameplay, you're just really moving around. There's some game, like little games in it, but it's it makes a list because of its story and the message that it has. Yeah. All right, man. We are we only have to get two more games off of this list to get us down to 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 a, a ten. Um, and then we have to order that ten. Uh, so to Kelsey, it's your turn to pick. Uh, Titanfall. I can't let go of Titanfall. <laughs> I can't. You, I can't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's gonna leave this <laughs> top ten list. I mean, uh, I didn't get really into the multiplayer, but the campaign alone is one of the best shooter campaigns I've ever played. And the multiplayer is unbelievably good. So, 
I I agree about the campaign. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dishonored. <laughs> I can't cut oh, this. Oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah. Still no. How about? Wait, can, can I make a there's suggestion? There's already Hitman. There's already Doom. There's already Overwatch. Yeah, but those are all. Different. Hitman is not a first-person shooter. <laughs> it's a shooting game. It's not really. And no, it's not. Yeah, no, not at all. Not. If you're shooting a gun in that game, you're doing it wrong because you're doing it like Justin. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um. Can I make a suggestion mm-hmm. to make yeah. things easier? Let's cut Uncharted 4. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. That was the no, one I, that I was I can't. I cannot. <sighs> we're, we're, we're in the real shit right now. So we're going to have to. So, okay. This is what we're going to do. All right. Because we're, gonna, we're not going to get anywhere at this point with this. We're just going like, cut this game, cut this game, cut this game. Because everyone's going to have a thing about all these games. We're down to the... We're down to like what makes it and what doesn't at this point, you know, and it, and it's going to be really tough. Um, w- I'm just gonna, I just want to get like a straw poll in the room. This is not binding. We're not voting. Like this is not binding votes. But if you were to pick five from these seven, what five would they be, Justin? Titanfall, Dishonored, Super Hot, Uncharted, Final Fantasy. All right, Steve. Uh, Final Fantasy, Super Hot, Stardew Valley, Uncharted Four, and Titanfall Two. Okay. Uh, Hugh. Um, Uncharted Four, Titanfall, Final Fantasy, Dishonored, and Stardew Valley. All right, so for me it would be um, Inside, Super Hot, um, Stardew Valley, Final Fantasy XV, um, and probably Uncharted Four. So I think that Uncharted Four is, I think Uncharted Four and Titanfall, because almost everyone said it, are on this list. Almost all of you guys, almost all of us said Titanfall and Your name is Kelsey. And Uncharted. Oh, Kelsey, I'm sorry. Sorry, Kelsey. No, I, I'm the one that's eliminated. I'm listening to your feedback. No, but I want you to. I want you to say oh. what. What are your five as well? Uh, Stardew Valley, um, Inside, uh, f- uh, Super Hot, and Final Fantasy. Okay. Um, so. Uh, no, actually, I'll take out Super Hot. I'll put Uncharted. Okay, so I think yeah, I think Uncharted makes this list. Because we all said it, right? We mm-hmm. all said Uncharted. So it's got to be on here, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. How? Okay. There were a lot of Final Fantasies. There were. But I would fight for Titanfall and Dishonored way harder than I would fight for Final Fantasy. I know you would. I know you would. I think Titan. Well, t- almost everyone said Titanfall as well. Okay. Um. So just take uh, Uncharted and Titanfall off the top list for me, Steve. All right, so we basically have three spots left. Um, there were a couple for Stardew Valley. There were. I I I think Stardew Valley is the top ten game. I think, honestly, I think yes. I yes. I think I think passion wise, I think it feels to me like this bottom three right now is 
Stardew Valley, Inside, and Dishonored 2. That's what it feels like to me. Uh, I don't have I don't have um, a lot of passion for Inside. I have a ton of passion for Inside. You're one of the only ones, <laughs> which is fine because Hugh and I are the only ones who have played anything worth of Dishonored. Yeah, I mean, Inside to me is like it is a stunning achievement in video game design. Every level, every moment is this like beautifully bespoke, uh, moody, uh, clever world. Nothing repeats. Nothing is, nothing is samey. Um, I think that for sheer design, it's amazing. And it was one of my favorite game experiences of the year, uh, bar none. Uh, like, I think it's a wonderful, beautiful, amazing game. Um, and, like, I have a burning <laughs> passion for Inside to to be on this list for sure um but again that's just what that, that's just what how i'm feeling um you know I, w- I would probably take um certain games over other games that I, that i that i listed there but um because i don't i don't care either way about dishonored at all like i have nothing against it but i also have no like investment in it but i know how much investment justin has in it um uh and i think that we all really really like Final Fantasy I just don't know do, do any of us have the fire burning passion over something like because for me I know Final Fantasy is going to be probably in the bottom of my like bottom half of my top 10 I loved it but it has a lot of issues um, yeah, I, th- I think I would gladly see Final Fantasy not make the top 10 um, again I I had a an in immensely enjoyable time playing it but they like you say and I, I, we just discussed it on the other show so i won't go too much but there's so many things about that game that just dragged it down so it's it takes it off that top echelon yeah that there's, there's a three hour that, chapter that's terrible <laughs> yeah and i think when when you're looking for a top 10 you gotta look for we're looking for the cream of the crop and when there's so many missteps in a game as there are in FF15. I th- yeah. I think it. I think that now is the time to probably take it off. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a great game that could have been one of the best games had there been certain things smoothed out about it. Yeah, I mean it is in my personal ten, but yeah, it's probably going to sneak know. on it like number ten for me. But yeah, but it, it, updating. <clears throat> go ahead. Sorry, no. Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. No, just up, updating updating a game to fill in the gaps of your story after the fact, and the idea that maybe you wanted to wait for that stuff to come out to even play it, because it sets up characters and story mm-hmm. uh, much better than like the initial launch to uh, t- the launched game, kind of bothers me. Oh, absolutely! Uh, it's, yeah. it's it's a strike it's against the game annoying. for sure. Uh, but yeah, in 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 a year mm-hmm. of like making a bigger list. Overall, now I think the game is is you know hangs, but it 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 does have its issues and had has has had issues pretty much since it came out. Yeah, I will say this: I thought I was gonna not give a shit about those characters, and That's I ended up loving them game. by the end. And I will yeah. say that um, the second to last boss fight is one of my favorite boss fights in a game I've ever played. Um, yeah, but. 
going through chapter 13 and the farther farther away I get from it the more I'm like I can't excuse it in these kind oh, of I, f- I fucking these... hated it it was I so can't bad. wait to get there to see what you guys are talking oh, about Oh man uh, hopefully they'll have fixed it by the time you get there Well I'm bl- I'm plowing through the game you at are. a pretty good play, you, uh, pace you are. so I by the end of the month I should have this thing done There's so much great about it but it's just not all the way there Um Hey I'm playing a Final Fantasy game It's pretty awesome yeah and and enjoying it Yeah Justin's year of growth Um I think Stardew Valley is on this list. I have no problem with that. I think Stardew Valley is on this list. Yeah, yeah right. I agree. I've put about maybe 10 hours into that game so far, and I'm, I'm having so much fun with it. Like, yeah. it's such such a fucking chilled out game. Yeah. yeah. Like, just yeah. make myself a cup of tea, load it up, and just be like, yeah, this is cool. See, the way you so, guys feel yeah. about Stardew is the way I felt about Steep. It's my game that I go to mm-hmm. when I, like, just want to relax. Yeah, it, and it, it's yeah. totally great for that. So we have three games for two spots. I can't give up Dishonored. <laughs> like, we haven't even talked about it yet. Yeah. But now is the time for yeah. me to talk yeah, about Yeah, talk Dishonored. about Dishonored. I... Yeah. Go, Go for you. it, Justin. Well, all right. So I guess I'll start. Yeah. So I sat down and played like the last like five or six missions of Dishonored in like a day span. And um, I'm writing this in my top 10, but like it, the game's... Um, impact didn't really hit me until I was nearly done with it when I sat back and realized like I think I was playing well a crack in the slab was fantastic that's mission seven um, but I think it was like mission nine um, where I sat back and was like almost all of these I've tackled differently in some shape or form um, there's three standout missions in there which are absolutely not mind-breaking, um, but so inspired. Uh, the Clockwork Mansion, uh, we're going to spoiler territory, hold on to your pants, <laughs> uh, is a mansion that like literally shifts and moves around you depending on how you play it. Like You could pull all these levers, and the mansion walls will drop, s- stairs will appear, enemies will come out from the walls. Like It is this like really, really int- uh, in- puzzle. Mm-hmm. It's a cool puzzle. Yeah. Um, a crack in yeah, the slab. I love that level. A crack in the slab is their, I, I think, the best mission of any game this year. Uh, it takes Titanfall's cause and effect time travel level and shits on it, <laughs> uh, because you have it's this. True. You have this thing called the timepiece, and so in your left hand, the way that you run through Dishonored, you can pretty much see when you have two things in your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, you have this timepiece which will show you the past in your left hand while your future is in front of you on the rest of the screen. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of holding like this little, uh, what do they call those fans um, that, you know, you could close down and then open up. I'm trying to think of the fan. Uh, yeah. yeah, but <laughs> they have a, a, a specific word. So you're looking at it, right? And so you're in this, this manner, this uh, dilapidated manner that's gone completely to hell. But you're looking for three or four years in the past in this little window in your hand. And at any time, you could choose to reverse it. You could go into the past and look at the present on your hands. <coughs> so you're running through this mansion trying to solve this mystery of what happened to cause this one guy to lose his mind. Um, and you are bouncing literally back and forth between past and present while also being able to look at the opposite. So you do this thing where you like you run up and you stab a guard in the neck and cause all the other guards to freak out in the past, but then f- bounce back into the future. But you're still seeing the guards freaking out running around so you could play completely stealth-like um or you could play it where you do that and you just mess around with the guards 
you can affect like the, the puzzle parts they put in there where it's like this statue's in my way, but if I go back into the past, I could break the statue before it's ever put into place so that way in the future it's not in my way. Um, and like a neat little twist that I blew Hugh's mind with was like this guy goes insane, but you can keep him from ever going insane. Mm. Um, it does neat little things like that so well. Um, there's a there's a target later in the game where it's like you can kill this guy, but you find out he has a, like a lookalike bodyguard. And you could choose to work with the bodyguard to take out the target. And you could kill him or you could not kill him. Um, and that, like, totally is it up to you. Like, the choices that Dishonored gives you and how you want to play the game make it so much more than just, like, an action stealth game. Mm-hmm. Like, the way that the, the paths are laid out, the, 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 the choices for you to take different routes to your target. And then when you get there, the choices you have with that target, like, branch on and on. Like, it is... It is a phenomenal video game. A yeah. crack in the slab is a video game level that like that has to be seen. Um, I, cause and effect was outstanding in Titanfall, where you're like you're bouncing back and forth between present and past. But this one beats it, which is shocking, but it does. Like, it, it, it's a masterclass in gameplay. That's what I have to say about Dishonored. Hugh, you played it. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree about that. That crack in the slab level. I mean, in terms of like I said, I I love that that mission in Titanfall two. Like that was that's easily the standout mission in in that game. Um, but that for the most part is just sort of jumping back and forth in time, just to sort of you know progress in your movement throughout a building. Um, but this, you you genuinely are affecting like what happens in one time frame into the other so like you say there's that bit where you're in a vault and there's a um a statue covering a hole in the floor and you you need to get through that hole so you jump to the other time frame and it's being held up by this crane and i was just like what the hell and i was just like okay maybe there's some way i can like do something to the to the statue break it or something and you see that there's like this red section on on the crane and i was just like well, okay I'll, I'll take a swing at that and you hit it and it drops i was like oh cool so this cannot physically be there when i switch back to the other time um and i th- i think that's like th- that one level kind of like sums up the game as a whole like the way the way you play it can has an impact on the game as a whole like there's the whole like the the chaos mechanic in it and i'm i'm doing my best to keep myself down to low chaos because what chaos does is as you're playing it if you're killing people you're creating chaos in the world and the more chaos you create the less optimistic the end of the game will be um and i just think that's a really cool um like gives it a bit of a like a psychological edge to it because you know depending on what kind of person you are or what you know how you feel the fit the first time you're playing it you just kind of think to yourself right well you know obviously i want to have i want to put this woman back on the throne and um i want i want the ending to be optimistic i don't want it to be dark so that's what i'm trying to do this time and i'm already thinking like i'm gonna go back and play this game because i want to i want to play through it again just basically slice the shit out of everybody and go for a like a negative ending just to see what happens and i th- i think in terms of like getting to 
before the end of a game and and already considering the fact that I'm as soon as I'm done with it I'm playing it again um I think that's like probably the only game I've played this year that's that's done that so I and like I said in terms of clever use of that that mechanic and um the clockwork mansion level was just like i've i don't think i've ever played a, a level in a video game like that before where you're physically <laughs> altering your surroundings to try and get by and you just you can see your objective and he's just like behind this door but you've got to go around and there's like pressure pads you've got to step on and as you step on the pressure pads some walls drop other ones rise up um and the room reconfigures itself as you go through and you've got to remember how you got through it to be able to get back out of it and stuff like that. And I just think into like there's a real good there's some fantastic thought behind the design of this game and like how you consider playing it and that's not always present in video games. So I think that for me is why I do feel like this needs to be in the top 10. <clears throat> well, it sounds like me like it is. <laughs> I can't really argue. And that's that's, that's a lot what of, i got to say about that. That's a lot of passion uh, <laughs> for that game. So let's move Dishonored 2 into the top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess it's like... I think it's, it's down to you and me, I man. think it's Steve and I battling. I know that, Kelsey, you liked Inside as well. Kelsey's on mute. Sorry, I was muted. <laughs> Uh, yes. Um, uh, I could definitely support it over Superhot. I mean, I watched a couple of uh, gameplays, but I never played Superhot, so I don't know if I can really um, vouch for it. Yeah. Um, so, I, it's tough for me because I love both these games. I think they're both great games. Um, and they both... I can't say anything bad about Super Hot in comparison to Inside. Obviously, they're like the two most different things in the world, for one thing. Because um, I really love Super Hot. But all I can say is that for me, Inside is an achievement um, that I, I loved Limbo. I loved Limbo. Uh, but Inside blew Limbo away for me. Uh, and I think that. Like I said before, in time, in terms of pure game design and atmosphere and feeling, um, the game just has it over almost everything else I've ever played, and the the way that the this is something again, this is something that it's up, it's very subjective. But for me, how open to interpretation what's going on in the game is is awesome for me because it allows me to think on it and fill in blanks and theorize and, and stuff like that in a way that you can't do with games that are more explicit. And I really liked that about inside. I think that ending 10 minutes or whatever it is, is also just, it, it's so crazy and so mm-hmm. different from the rest of the game. And it, it like mouth agape when, when it happened. And that happened to me, several times playing inside the moment where things go upside down um when you're under the water is another moment that just like it's blew me away it's full of those moments that you're like this is really cool Mm -hmm. and they do a really good job of not always coming back to it yeah 
Um, the only thing that they really come back to is that goddamn mermaid. Oh, yeah. That's uh, one section, yeah. That's one section, yeah. but they do come back to that a few different times, yeah. and I hated that thing. <laughs> it's um, like the spider in Limbo. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess we're going to talk this one out because yeah. it's, it's down to the final two. Yeah. Um, I was ambivalent on Super Hot even after playing it until I went into Endless Mode. <laughs> uh, but then Endless Mode, kind of like when you're thinking about it, like Super Hot does so many like cool things, and mm-hmm. I recognize that. Yeah. Um, the the style of the game is unmatched by pretty much anything this mm-hmm. year. Um, I liked the time movement stuff. I like the overarching, I mean, quote unquote, like story of going on in the game. The crazy weird story. The crazy weird story. Yeah. Tree dude is ca- probably character of the year. <laughs> um, but at the ends, like you know, there. The whole point is. Uh, you do something. Are we spoiling it? I guess you can spoil it. Yeah. All right. So, like at the end of Super Hot, you like you. They tell you like your mind is a prison. Like you know, your body is a prison. You just need to get rid of that prison so that way you could stay in Super Hot forever. Mm-hmm. And then you go and you like somehow you blow your own brains out in Super Hot, mm-hmm. which is awesome. <laughs> but then if you think about it, like you unlock endless mode, which means like you could play Super Hot forever because you yeah. don't have a body now. Yeah. So you can just stay in here forever, <laughs> which is like a like it's a like a super meta thing. Yes, for sure. And, like, that made me end up liking the game a whole lot more. <laughs> um, there's all sorts of secret stuff I haven't found in Super Hot yet. Like, that, that's the thing is, like, the more I think about Super Hot, the more I like it. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I was playing inside, I thought that design-wise, it's really second to none. Mm-hmm. But, like, I hate... I know you hate ambiguity. I hate it. Yeah, I know you do. I, I, I hated that ending. <laughs> um... If they could have given me something more, I'd feel so much stronger about Inside. But I recognize all the good things that Inside does. Like, for me, this is a toss-up. Like, it, it, it doesn't really matter to me which one makes the list. I would say super hot, but, like, I don't feel super strong about it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the, the work that they did on Inside is phenomenal. The sense of scale that they put into a 2D game, mm-hmm. the, the way that they, they fill everything out in the background, which makes it look like it goes on forever. That goddamn booming sequence when you're outside oh, yeah. that they just never explain. <laughs> like, I need to know what's going on in that game. <laughs> and that like frustrates me that they're like, we're going to be smart asses about it and leave it open-ended for everything. <laughs> it's like, you could have done so much. There's so much there that's begging to be explained. But that's not what they wanted to do. I know that's not what they wanted to do, but that's <laughs> ma- that makes it so much more inherently frustrating to me. <laughs> like, Inside could have just been this, like, weird, you know, open-ended thing where it's like, all right, like, I, I, I guess you're going, like, that's a cool thing, like, that they leave it open-ended. But the fact that they went back to it for this when they made so much more of a cool game to me, like, it, it literally makes me, like, mad. <laughs> That that moment when you realize that, because I think from the whole time you're playing the game, right, when it starts, in your mind you're thinking, this little boy is trying to escape, like, these people. I thought he will, yes, I, I, I realized he was trying to escape the people, but yeah. I thought he was actually going back to save somebody. Well, but, but that's when, it, but it took me a long time to realize that the name of the game means he's going inside this area, you know, it's like, I always thought it was trying to get out of that area, you know, and I love that that flip and this idea of, like, is the boy in control of himself? Is he, is he being controlled by this blob? Or, you know... Even more meta. Yeah, are you being controlled by it? Are you, you're controlled by the very idea of what a video game is, you know? I thought the boy the boy is in... Because if you do the secret ending... Yeah. 
he shuts down like down. the mindless ones that you use in the game. And yeah. it's like, oh, I am the boy is being controlled by me. Yeah. Like I am doing this. Yeah. Where it's just like I want to throw a table through the window because goddamn explain yourself. <laughs> that that person blob thing at the end is so cool gameplay wise. It's it's so great. Yeah, it's it moves like mm-hmm. the design wise and technical things they did for the way that the legs move and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I liked the puzzles at the end with the mm-hmm. blob. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, fuck it. Just put it inside on the list. Well, for, me, got- like, for me, I guess <laughs> it has to be inside even though I want to punch the game in the face repeatedly. <laughs> but the things that it does really well are done really, really, really well. <laughs> All right, Steve. Your time to shine. Uh, I was going to say we could go around the table and vote... Uh, Let's just put let's just put inside on the list. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, I both games are phenomenal games. You know, I I don't have the I have more passion for Super Hot than Inside, mm-hmm. but conceptually speaking, I love both games. I love that both of the games kind of t- give you a different gaming experience uh, than a lot of other stuff that I've played this year, or maybe even ever. Uh, super hot is just for me this super super immersive different experience uh the first person combat thing has always been a little bit of a of a wall for me some games really get it and others don't super hot gives hand-to-hand combat and weapon combat it just it pushes it to another level with the precise way that you need to kind of move about i love that it's an action puzzler um just as much as it is anything else. I love the look of it. Let's talk about I, that I, last I, section, though. That last section sucked. Uh, <laughs> I know. That's one of the only reasons why I'm kind of backing off a little bit. Um, I just... Inside, I think, is absolutely beautiful. Even with the ambiguity, I I love conversation pieces in, in where you can pick something apart and you can kind of theorize with your friends. Uh, you can't really do that. With super hot, you could have a, a, a cool conversation about a, a about a nice concept, but it is very kind of cut and dry as to where you end up at the end of that game, and it is it does fall short a little bit. Uh, Kelsey, you should play part. super hot. Yeah, I mean everybody should play super hot. Yeah. Super hot is super cool. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I I'm I'm totally cool. Like we're down to the the nittiest of the gritty yeah. at this point, and inside is is a fantastic game um hearing you you know bobby talk about it and kind of remembering the the reactions that i had to certain things the death uh the death sequences in that game mm-hmm. like i remember playing it with a friend and just watching the little dude get it and just being like oh <laughs> oh god like yeah that's so much worse than limbo oh yeah oh my god <laughs> um so yeah no i had i had plenty plenty of moments with with inside that uh i can concede to taking super hot off the list and adding inside. All right. So let's take super hot off, add inside. And then we have to order this. I don't think I think we're pretty close honestly on the on the order yeah. here, but Yeah, um, I don't think it's too far away. I don't think I think it's going to be a couple switches here and there. Um I think uh inside can Shit. probably stay at um Steve's having a little trouble updating this Google Doc. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um <laughs> Inside there can stay at number 10, I think, mm-hmm. considering it was the last game again on this list. Um, 
I, I can live with that. Um, when you make a list and the computer moves the 10 over yeah, I know. that <laughs> one space, it drives me nuts, and they're not all aligned. So <laughs> nobody else can see it, mate. <laughs> yeah, just us. I can. I'll know. Um, I mean, I'm pretty good with the order of 10 through 6. I, I don't know. I mean, I know, I know people have, like, probably more passion here or there for things, but for me, 10 through 6 is pretty good. Yeah, considering I, how we yeah, got I agree. to these, I agree. I, you know? I want Stardew Valley over Titanfall. <laughs> well, that's just I would too be happy to have bad. them swap. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Titanfall, Kelsey, when you asked us which one you should buy, you're like, "What should I get, Titanfall or should I get Call of Duty?" Mm-hmm. And all of us said, "Go get Titanfall." Yeah. And you're like, "Well, I'm going to get <laughs> Call of Duty for Kit Harrington." <laughs> yeah, that's your own fault. <laughs> <laughs> You know nothing. Kelsey. You chose the wrong one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like Titanfall Two is seriously like one of the the like I, I feel like it's going to be one of those benchmark games that shooters get talked about for a long, long time. Like in the same way that Modern Warfare One and Two like kind of changed the way that we play modern shooters. Like I feel like Titanfall will once again because it's the same guys who did Modern Warfare will once again lead that push. Mm-hmm. Overwatch is in its own category. It's its own thing. But as far as like what you would expect from a first-person shooter, Call of Duty-esque first-person game, like Titanfall is leaps and bounds above anything else in that category. Mm-hmm. The way that the game moves, the speed at which it moves, the, the, like it, it's hard to quantify. Like You move in this game, unlike anything you've ever done in any other video game, especially a first-person game, in history. Like, Titanfall does that. Like, it makes you going, like, starting on the ground, running, wall riding, using a grappling hook, or using whatever ability you choose to go in. Like, it makes it so fluid, it's almost like sorcery. You're like, I shouldn't be this good at this. Mm -hmm. But it's not like they're doing it in a way that's making it feel like we're holding your hands. Like, it makes you feel like a complete badass all the time. It's true. What what if we did this? What if we moved both Titanfall and Stardew up one and put Uncharted at eight? That's fine. Yeah. So we we move Titanfall to six, Stardew to seven, and move Uncharted to eight. Um, we haven't said yeah. much about Uncharted at all. Um, I think it's the best Uncharted game. Yes. Kind of. Um, it's the best Uncharted game, at, and it's not even close. Yeah. I mean, I love two. Two, I, comparing them now, yes, four blows away two. But what, so, oh, two, yeah, two. what, what, what two did when it came out was amazing. It's it, one of the best video games ever made. Yeah, but yeah. for the way it looks, both in facial capture um, and in just pure visuals and spectacle, it's above almost everything else. And those moments where you're watching them have their little quiet moment scenes, I forget that I'm watching video game people talking. I just feel mm-hmm. like I'm watching performances by actors those yeah, are the best parts like of the that game. whole yeah. sequence with um nathan and i forget the elena. name of his wife now um elena where they're yeah. just yeah where they're just like sat eating cereal mm-hmm. and um end up you end up playing like a level of crash bandicoot like mm-hmm. that that sequence is just fantastic it's just it just makes you love those characters so much yeah and just just to have a moment in it in you know Typically, video games are, are viewed as just like 
everybody running around and killing each other and just like little quiet moments like that in video games are often overlooked mm-hmm. and that whole I, I i think if anything that was probably my favorite part of the game and you're not really doing much and it it, it was just so well done yeah when we get into like the next show and we talk about like our standout moments of the year like that'll definitely be one for me mm-hmm. I, another one that's really good is um you're driving towards the end like the latter end of the game mm-hmm. you're like you and elena are like you're not in a good place and she, you're talking about it and she's like you know this isn't the time mm-hmm. this isn't the time or place and so you get into a jeep and then it just cuts to music mm-hmm. only time only time the game does that through its like entire 14 15 hour campaign mm-hmm. And it's this really beautiful music, and like the scenery is gorgeous because Naughty Dog are wizards, yeah. and they can do things that nobody else can do mm-hmm. with graphics. Um, and it was just like this like emotional thing, and like that's what Naughty Dog is really good at. They are really good at the quiet, intimate moments, which their facial cap- capture allows you to like forget, like you said, that you're mm-hmm. watching a video game. And they are unbelievable at the big you know bombastic moments mm-hmm. the the fight scenes the where you're you know you're you're fighting Nadine and you get knocked out the window and your brother is fighting her yeah. and all of a sudden you see your brother's i think it was i think it was um the brother's face get pushed through the wall yeah. while you're climbing up the wall <laughs> yeah. you're like i that like that's amazing. Yeah. Like, that's like a movie thing. Yeah. And it, if you were watching a movie, you'd be like, that's a great scene. Yeah. And the fact that they were able to convey it so well in this game, it's like, they're a masterclass at two things. Uh, this is way too much climbing. Yeah, yeah way too much climbing. <laughs> way too much climbing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, like, it is, it's on this list for a reason. Yeah. The, 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 the spectacle scene that stands out to me is the one where they shoot down that tower that you're on. And it starts falling down, and yeah. you're like climbing up the tower as it's falling down yeah, below yeah. you. It's a very big Naughty Dog thing, you know. And there's a lot of Nathan grabbing onto things, and they break, you know. And then he has yeah. to quickly grab onto something else just as it falls. But yeah, it's a it's a stupendous game. Um, it it, it looks amazing. Um, it's really affecting, and I lo- it ends so well. They do such a good job with the ending, and they yeah. really the brother really could have felt like forced. You know, the brother character, who we didn't know about for three games, but they do a really good job w- with bringing that character in. Which is why, like, and I'm, I'm writing this because it's, it's on my top ten. It's why I'm not worried about The Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. Is because, like, they, this game wasn't needed. Mm-hmm. They didn't need to do this. And they especially didn't need to introduce a brother character out of, <laughs> in the fourth game. Right. And it's like, oh, well, they completely nailed every aspect of all of this. Mm. Except the climbing. Right. But... That's why I'm not worried about it is because, like, I don't know how I feel about a sequel to The Last of Us. Yeah. And they've proven me wrong. It's like kind of like Pixar. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, do we really need a sequel to Finding Finding Nemo? Oh, well, Dory's really great. So, yeah, yeah I guess I'm not going to question these people that's anymore. Not their, that's not their only – do we really need a sequel to Cars? No, <laughs> two, well. two sequels? Finding Dory is about 20 minutes too long. <laughs> that's, up for, that's for another podcast, Steve. <laughs> um, great movie. 20 minutes too long. So yeah, so so we feel good about this. Ten inside, nine Dishonored two, eight Uncharted four, seven Stardew Valley, and six Titanfall two. Mm-hmm. All right. Can Titanfall? Can we have a conversation about Titanfall versus Doom? No. <laughs> no, no, we absolutely cannot. You guys are crazy. No, you are crazy, man. No, there's, you're crazy. There, there is one good thing about Doom. It's the campaign, and there's two phenomenal things about Titanfall. The campaign is the amazing, ca- though. Yeah. 
The campaign is amazing. The campaign, the personality, the gameplay, the rush that you get when you play that game is is it's amazing. It's amazing. There's no there's no way that it stacks against Titanfall 2 for me personally. I think Titanfall 2 is a Titanfall great game. I love Titanfall 2, but yeah. Doom Doom is Doom is the game. Doom is a top 3 game. D- Doom is amazing. Um, I may I mean Camp Doom 2. <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> Let me Sorry, how the multiplayer goes. <laughs> I don't care about the multiplayer at all. I know it's not it's not even near a completest package then. I mean it has multiplayer but again, it's terrible. I've never played it so I wouldn't even I know. I have. <laughs> it's terrible. But the campaign in Doom, the weapon variety, the amount of stuff that you can do, the I I just it's the music. The music it is amazing. Well, yeah, the music's really good, and like it, I, I, I recognize Doom does really, really interesting things with its campaign, like the way that it forces you forward, the way that it, it you know, it does trade offs with doing the glory kills and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Like for some reason, I just couldn't get into it. The combat puzzle aspect of me, where it's like, okay, I'm gonna go in for a glory kill now because I need this health, and I'm gonna use the chainsaw mm-hmm. now because I need ammo, and how you have to sort of like balance those things when you're gonna stay back and when you're gonna go in. It forces you to get into the fray and, and not play it like another kind of shooter where you sort of hang back, you know, behind yeah. a wall or something that you have to just go in. I remember at one point I got a gun with a scope on it and I was using the scope to shoot people. I was like, this feels really wrong. And so I just switched to the shotgun and just went jumping in there. Um, and the, just the, the self-aware nature of the game. Um, I think the game is hilarious in some really unexpected ways. It is. Um, and it all feels of a piece to me. You know, it all feels like, um, something that's connected in a really, really strong way. Um, and I just love that about it. And I think it looks amazing. And it, and it looks amazing on everything. Like, the, the console versions run at 60 frames a second and look fucking crazy good, you know? Um, and that music is pretty phenomenal. It is good. <laughs> I'm going to lose the battle, but, music. like, I just... I, I feel like Titanfall is such a more complete package because it offers, a, like... Say maybe the, maybe the campaign for Doom is better, but the fact that Titanfall's multiplayer is absolutely outstanding and phenomenal in every way, shape, and form, like for me, brings it above higher. Like it brings it into a higher place than Doom. But I mean, but the, but if you, if you're going to use that attribution, like like you could be like, well, Overwatch doesn't even have a campaign, you know. So it, 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 and how are you how do you balance that out? Obviously, we're not going to debate where Overwatch end up on this list. I know where it's going to end up on this list. Um, <laughs> uh, but like to me it's tough to compare those apples and oranges because like I would take the Doom campaign over the entire Titanfall package and I loved Titanfall 2 I thought that I-, I loved playing it and I can recognize how good the multiplayer is in Titanfall 2 even though I want nothing to do with it because I'm terrible at it but I, I recognize that but I would still take the experience I had with 15 hours of Doom playing the campaign over the Titanfall 2 package all right so that's what that's what it is for me when it comes down to it. Um, now, for me, in, in the tough, I, we should talk about Firewatch for sure because we haven't talked about the Firewatch, yeah, the Witness, Hitman, or Overwatch at all uh, on on this show. And obviously, we've spoken a lot about Overwatch in, in the in the time since May when it came out. Um, but for me, you know, if this was my just to get this conversation started, I, this is not how it's going to end up. But for my conversation, if we were going to make this list, um, I would move. Firewatch and The Witness above Hitman and Doom. Um, and here's what I'll just tell you why. And then we can get the conversation started because I just want to talk about these games even if they're not going to move because I feel bad that we haven't talked about them and they're such great games. Um, I'll talk about The Witness first because I'm the only one who's really going to... I mean, I think Steve liked it a lot too. Um, oh, I loved I loved The Witness. Yeah, so... I have many feelings about The Witness. 
Most are positive. For me, The Witness, like I said it before and I wasn't joking, might be my favorite game of all time. Um, it, if it's not my favorite game of all time, it's very close. Um, it's definitely in my top five of all time. Uh, I spoke about Inside earlier about game design um, and the way it leads you through. As good as Inside is at doing that, The Witness and the way it teaches you to do things without any instruction, with no instruction, with just the puzzles they lay out for you and your ability to take these different rule sets. Because when I heard about the game, I was like, oh, I, I love puzzle games, but it's just maze puzzles for 100 hours. Like, that sounds boring to me. But it couldn't have been farther from the truth for me. The, the way they're able to, the way Jonathan Blow and his team are able to differ up the, the type of puzzles, the rule sets are laid upon, the world in which it inhabits, because The Witness isn't as good of a game if it doesn't have that overworld and the way it's laid out. If it was just panel after panel after panel, it, would be a, it wouldn't be the same game. And it's just an amazing accomplishment to me. I spent and lost days without realizing it to playing the, the game, and I haven't done that with a game in such a long time. I would look up and it would be dark outside, you know, and I'd started like in the early afternoon playing The Witness. My wife and I would play it together for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours um, mm -hmm. in covering the secrets. That moment where you discover the first environmental puzzle, when, when you just, when, you, when you're looking and you're like, huh, that kind of looks like the beginning of a maze and you click something in the environment and all of a sudden it gives you that sound and you're able to finish it and it gives you that amazingly satisfying sound of when you solve something. It's a very good, it's a very good video game sound. <laughs> um, which is amazing. And there are times where I was completely despondent and like looking at puzzles for hours and not being able to solve them. And then I would take pictures of them on my phone and put them in Photoshop and draw yep. answers on, in Photoshop to try to solve the puzzles. I would, um, I bought graph paper and would graph out the puzzles on graph paper and, and try to figure out the solutions I, it, it was such a tactile thing for a a completely obviously digital product to be. Um, I, I spent a hundred hours in that game easy, and I could have spent a hundred hours more in it. Um, the only thing I didn't do was complete the challenge, which is the one thing in the game that's timed, and it's a set of ridiculously hard puzzles that can, are timed. You can cheat it, you know that, right? Yes, you can cheat it, but it's, it's not easy to cheat it because you have to do like you you have to like put your PlayStation to sleep in order to do it. Yeah. Because you can't even go out to like the, if you pause it, it doesn't matter. It it just like cancels it. If you go out to the PlayStation like menu, if you if you just PlayStation button out of it, the clock keeps running in the background. Um, it's really difficult, but it's the whole game is so rewarding. Um, and the the fact that there is a giant like the biggest secret in the game is at the very beginning of the game, and if you knew to look for it, you could find it in a second. Don't. I'm not gonna tell you. You can't. You're too way too late now. Anyway. I'm talking like right at the beginning, like you, like and you can't. And once you're, but once you're out of the opening area, you can't get it anymore. So it's like this, it, it, this is really crazy thing. Oh really? Yeah, it's insane. Because when you see it, because mm -hmm. um, when you beat the game, it basically starts the game over again. Um, and you kind of wake up and you walk out of that room. And I walked out of the room and I was like, huh? And there was something there, and I did it. And it, it's like this crazy thing that happens at the end. Neat. Um, Absolutely adore that game. One of my favorite games of all time. Um, I know that Steve really likes it as well. He loves it. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to travel higher than it is on this list. Uh, I, I would be I would be perfectly happy with it at four, but it, it's one of my favorite games of all time. It can move up to me. I mean, I've made my feelings on Doom perfectly clear. So yeah. if we put things above Doom, that doesn't bother me. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I don't mind putting it higher either. I, yeah. like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind it being bumped up to three because I, I, I haven't finished it, but I spent a lot of time with that game, and I, I really, really enjoyed it. Like, there's not enough games like that these days for it. You know, a pure puzzle game, but with that much depth to it. That's so, so damn rewarding when you complete the things that are put in front of you. Is is there's a lot to be said for a game like that. And like I said, I don't, I don't think there's enough games like that these days. He was right. I mean, I get frust- I got really frustrated at that game early on because of the way that it just gives you nothing. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, like no understanding that you needed to stand four feet to the left to solve <laughs> this one puzzle, which I just like kind of drove me insane mm-hmm. because it'll give you hints on how to solve the rest of them. Like it'll give you it to like a tutorial, like, mm-hmm. You know, here's this board. Go stand in front of it. But for that one puzzle like that, just like soured me immediately. The fact that there was no way for them to convey the message of like, by the way, you don't need to stand um, directly in front of the puzzle like you've been doing this entire time. With the environment puzzles, another thing that doesn't they don't give you any hint on. You could beat the whole game without solving one of them. Oh those, yeah, for sure. But you can't beat the whole game without figuring this one thing out. No. And for me, that like that really aggravated me. Um, that said, like it's still something that needs to be seen or like or experienced the the frustration of banging your head against this one particular puzzle for so long and then all of a sudden the answer coming to you or not being able to figure it out and actually going to a guide and being like what am i doing wrong here mm-hmm. and then you're like you're the light like all of a sudden light bulb goes off on top of your head you're like I'm either the dumbest person on earth or this is so brilliant and outside of like what you would think from a puzzle game that I can't get mad that I didn't think of this. Mm-hmm. You bounce back and forth between those, and that sound that yeah, it makes for me, it was a lot of the time it was both of those things. Yeah, yeah. I, I, one of the McElroy brothers called it a Metroidvania, but for your mind. Makes sense because like you need because you can everything is open to you when you first get there, but you need information in order to beat those things. And you have to think so far outside of the box. Oh yeah, that once I figured that part out, especially with that. None, like these puzzles have everything to do with not only standing in front of it and solving it, but like the angle you look at the puzzle, mm-hmm. the shadows that fall on the puzzle, yeah. the way that sometimes the pu- the answer is not in front of you but behind you. Yeah, like that stuff is just like I don't understand who thinks like that. Yeah, <laughs> and I have yeah, I, like game is, uh, it's not for me. It's wild. not on my top ten yeah. because. I I enjoyed other experiences more, mm-hmm. but like again, it's one of those games that I absolutely recognize the quality of it, and I actually I enjoy playing it with Ange. Like mm-hmm. she keeps pestering me, like mm-hmm. we never finished the witness. And I was like, <laughs> we're never going to, <laughs> but we could try if you want to. If you like the feeling of failure, fine, let's do it. I uh, I had such an amazing like several weeks, probably about a month and a half with that game where I played it with three of my friends in the room, and then periodically I would stream it so that Bronwyn could watch and she can contribute. And the group effort of trying to solve those puzzles and handing the controller off to people when they had an idea was some of the best gaming experiences that I've had all year. Yeah, It was so much fun to get everybody... You know, puzzle games, usually, you know, you sit quietly and you do a puzzle game by yourself. But that was one of those ones where I was able to gather a bunch of uh, minds and all looking at it. And when we all couldn't figure it out (laughs) was some of the best stuff because we were always trying to to get ideas on the table and coming up empty. And then, like, going downstairs to grab something to eat and coming back to it 20 minutes later and somebody picking up the controller and just doing it and throwing the controller back down on the couch and being like, boom, I'm done. (laughs) There was definitely a lot of so, like uh, testy 
testy conversations as well. Like, because yes. sometimes you're holding controller, you know, you'll you'll be like, to someone holding controller, you'll be like, just just do, just go around there, just do, just do that. And the person's like, what, yeah. what do you mean, do that? What does that mean? There was a lot of we those that. conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just give it to me. Just give it to me. I'll do yeah. it. <laughs> um. So, I mean, it moved up, which I'm very, very happy about. Um, do we want to have a discussion about Firewatch, or does anybody want that moved up? I can I'm move it above too. I'm happy with it at five. Steve, I know you're the kind of most like lukewarm on it. I it it doesn't even crack my top ten. Mm. Not even close, but I'm I'm fine with it being at five. It's made it. I I know that there's a lot of passion for that game around the table. That's why I suggested that we add it uh, early on because I knew that it would make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Uncharted Four is better than Firewatch, um, but that's I mean we're talking about five and eight. I don't know if we're comfortable shifting things around. We had. A lot of collective uh, nice things to say about Uncharted Four. Yeah, like around the table, um, Firewatch just doesn't. I think it's a beautiful game. I think it's got a story that's worth telling, but I didn't. I I, I didn't. It didn't connect for me, and and the ending kind of falls apart. I've I've heard yours and Justin's um, impassioned arguments for how the ending of that game is good. And even after listening to the to the the speeches once or twice, I still don't feel it. Mm. Um, I think for for as much positivity as we have for Uncharted Four as a group, uh, it's just the bombastic package and the the set pieces of Uncharted Four are better than than what Firewatch offers. But that's just me, right? Um, I don't know that I want to go screwing everything up and renumbering everything just for the sake of, of, you know, if you guys really do love Firewatch and connected with it, then I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stick a, you know, a blade in anything and mix it around. I honestly, I think the list is good the way it is. I mean, unless somebody wants to move Hitman, Overwatch is definitely going to end up being <laughs> the game. There, yeah, we're definitely fighting for two through five right here. We're not, we're, yeah. it, it, we'll have our Overwatch discussion. Um, when we get to, because I think we'll just say a nice piece about Overwatch when we, when we close out the show. But we haven't talked about Hitman at all. No, I mean, we will. And, and same thing with Firewatch. Yeah, like, I the ending of Firewatch still sticks like in me a little bit because I wanted it to be something different. Right. But I recognize what they were going for. Like it's just the story of a dude. Yeah. There's no like, you know, there's no grander conspiracy going on. Yeah. There's no supernatural event going on, which is like what I wanted it to be. Right. Yeah. And it's just the story of a man who's like. At the crossroads in his life, and like decided, like I need to get away. Like I, I, I can't. I, I physically can't deal with this. Mm-hmm. I need to go escape somewhere. And yeah. so he chooses to escape into the wilderness, and it's about that story. Yeah. And the ending of it was like the way that Delilah reacts to however you wanna mm-hmm. wanted the story to go. It's like the right thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like a thing where you're getting a lot of choices. It's like it's what should happen. Yeah. Um, I bounce back and forth. I've been bouncing back and forth all year on Firewatch. Like, I don't know if it's in my top 10. It's in that rotating thing. Um, but the parts about it that work, the way the beginning starts, the way that a, a wall of text and those choices are hard and yeah. they actually make you feel things. 
that I ended up feeling for Henry. Like, I recognize, like, this dude is broken. Mm -hmm. Like, he's made some poor choices, but the poor choices are, like, maybe those were the best options for him at the moment. Or, like, they were the choices made at a man at his breaking point. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I sympathized with him. Um, The game's got a look unlike anything else. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. Mm. Um, Uncharted takes home technical, I, I, I'd say like technical beauty, but Firewatch brings home like, I think like overall beauty for yeah. me. Um, the way that the, 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 the trees and the lighting and the way that the sun plays off of that. And like, like why is the sky purple? Because it is mm-hmm. like, that's the way, just the way the, the, the sun is like, is, yeah. is hitting things right now to make it, give it that shade. Uh-huh. Like I, I could buy that. Um, I don't know if I could Firewatch, like it does so much right mm-hmm. that, I can't get too upset at the ending um, because even though it left me feeling not fulfilled, like I think that's the purpose of it. Yeah, I think that um, we talked about this when we had that listener question a couple weeks ago. And I think that for me, the sort of cold, hard reality about Firewatch is the thing that I think I most connect with with it. You know, uh, what it reminds me of in my head narratively, um, just in the, like the form of like what you expect to pay off is uh no country for old men i don't know if you guys have seen that movie but there's a moment near the end of that movie where a character dies and you're like what like this is this was not supposed to how this is supposed to happen yeah um and that and that choice to be so um against what the audience is expecting and almost desiring uh i really really took to and i think the same thing happens in firewatch where in a different way than Gone Home does it, which Gone Home, the first like hour, you think you're playing a horror game, and all of a sudden you realize, nope, like I'm not. Um, Firewatch is a similar thing where it, it's got all, it gives you all these big ideas, but it's almost like Henry and is searching for something bigger, something that's affecting his life in a way that yeah. would, would change, that would explain why his life is the way it is and would would feed into the anxiety he is feeling right right in this moment. And when it turns out, yeah, there was something going on, but it wasn't really about you. You know, and that moment I think is is awesome because it, it really drives home the fact that like this is how well this is what life is, you know? Life is difficult and life is you gotta make the choices when you have to make them. You can't hide from them. And I I really liked that about the game a lot. Of course, and also it looks gorgeous, and the music is amazing. So those are also two <laughs> things that uh, I love about it. I mean, for me, if The Witness hadn't come out this year, it would be my number one game of the year. So it's very high for me. Like like Kelsey had said, and I'm happy that it's at number five. Um, I can't see it going any lower because uh, I would be really upset. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, mean, I would... It's, it's where sorry. it is in... In this list is exactly where it is in my personal list, so mm-hmm. I am yeah. completely happy where it is. Um, I don't know if anybody else wants to speak on Firewatch. Well, let's stay. Uh, all right. So let's talk about Hitman because I think I, I mean, are, are we all comfortable with what one and two are looking like right now? I am. Yep. Overwatch completely. Hitman. Okay. Um, so we haven't talked about Hitman at all, uh, and for me, got to be my biggest surprise of the year, like bar none. <laughs> I have never gotten into a Hitman game before, ever. I tried to play Blood Money. It was just, it was too unforgiving for me when I would try to do it. Um, and it felt so overwhelming. And the way they released this, th- this episodic over the entire year with these 
extra missions they would put in and all this kind of stuff. It just was the perfect way to release this game, and it drew me in like I never would have expected. I loved playing it. I loved watching people play it. Um, everything about the game was just top-notch to me. The, the playground of it is is unmatched. Yeah, Kelsey, like had said before, like it's a game with a gun in it. Like, mm-hmm. But it's not. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have a gun, but that's not what... That's like last resort. It's, it's last resort or when you want to prove Bobby wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I played it at your house mm-hmm. during our Extra Life stream, yeah. and I was like, this is like this is what I thought it was. Like, yeah. It's neat and everything, and like I, I might be able to get into this, mm-hmm. but for me, what solidified it was like I have my longtime best friend. Mm-hmm. We would come over... He, when we were kids, we'd do couch co-op stuff, and like... We turned Hitman into that. <laughs> and so we sit on a couch together and we will sometimes run through an entire level. Like, all right, you play Sapienza or I'll play Paris or it's like, all right, well, you do the first target on Sapienza and I'll do the second. Mm-hmm. And we've been going around like that. And so I've completed four of them right now. Uh, so I still have two to go. Mm-hmm. And not even seeing everything yet. Like I am fine with Hitman being in the two spot. It's... The, just the, the absolute insanity that you can pull off in that. Like, yeah, sure. Like, I ran around with a gun, and I shot people, and I ran through stairways, <laughs> and I killed a bunch of people, and I got out like that. Is great. But, like, the like the lower-key stuff, the, like, the I'm going to disguise myself as this drummer and then audition <laughs> to one. play the drums, and now <laughs> Agent 47 is freaking wailing away on this drum kit. Mm-hmm. And like I passed the test and like mm-hmm. this guy, this guy wants to talk to me privately and it's like, congratulations, you're getting pushed over this ledge. <laughs> just like the, the absolute, just insanity that you could pull off the throwing of a fire axe yeah. or any type of sword weapon <laughs> has to be seen. Yeah. Two handed over the head, like <laughs> hucking this across the room and it hits somebody in the face, yeah. like is maybe one of the best feelings a video game has given yeah. me this year. There's a, a brilliantly dry sense of humor about that oh yeah like it it's there's times when like i was like laughing to myself and the game does just does not play it off as if it's meant to be funny i mean it's it's obviously <laughs> meant to be funny but the play, the game just plays it completely straight and for it to to do that so well i, th- I think pulling off humor in a in a game of that type and for it actually to be properly funny is is really clever the episodic nature of it worked way better than i think they even could have anticipated Mm -hmm. because somebody there had the bright idea to be like what if we just do this like episodic like which is becoming like a very popular thing in 2016 Mm -hmm. telltale probably like brought it back into light Mm -hmm. but it worked so well Mm -hmm. and like even coming to it late like i did um where i didn't play it episodic like yeah. like i got the whole package pretty much at once mm-hmm. and i've chosen how to play it but like i could understand why people would love it so much it's like well paris came out uh, let me get the mastery in paris and then time goes on and then it's like well now sapienza's out mm-hmm. awesome let me like yeah. dig into sapienza and find every nook and cranny that i can like destroying that virus in sapienza oh, it's good. And, and getting away with it without being seen mm-hmm. you're like i feel like a i feel like a badass mm-hmm. like I, you may as well call me 47 <laughs> There is great incidental dialogue, too, from all of the NPCs like that are around you. It's all hilarious. And I think the game, putting that Helmet Kruger thing right at the beginning, it's a, a great way of showing, like, 
this is the kind of game that this is. You know, like you're gonna walk down the runway. Yeah, you're gonna dress like a model who looks like you, and you're gonna put makeup on, and you're gonna walk around. And everyone's gonna call you Helmet Kruger, and you're like this. It, but it was hilarious and stupid and weird, and it was like this is what this game is right off the bat. And I know those things existed before, like in Blood Money and stuff like that. But I could never take to them the way I took to it in this game. It doesn't work like because in the previous games, it, I don't feel like it worked like this. Mm-hmm. Like there's just. Maybe those games are just trying to play it a little bit too straight, mm. but they, I feel like the developers realize what they had and they're self-aware. Mm-hmm. They're like, dressing up as Helmut Kruger, Kruger might have not worked in, in, except for the fact that you can actually run, like, go down the runway. Yeah. Like when I dressed up as a chicken in Blood Money. Yeah. Like it was just because like, I'm, I'm a dude in a chicken suit. Yeah. Like why not? Yeah. And that was funny at the time, but like that didn't help me accomplish my goal. But mm-hmm. like the, the, just the way that, th- Dressing up as a drummer or mm-hmm. as a you know a model and like some of the ones I haven't even got into yet like the plague doctor in Sapienza oh yeah like it's a weird no one. no way like I can't okay or the vampire magician mm-hmm. like what is this <laughs> but like I want to go do it like yeah. I want to go do those additional challenges where I dress up as the vampire magician mm-hmm. like I don't know it, it it's really good yeah that's really really good Steve did you put a lot of time into it uh no I actually have. I've played it for a couple of hours, but I've watched more of it than I've actually played mm-hmm. it. It's one of the few games that I can comfortably sit down and just watch somebody play without getting frustrated and wanting to take the controller away <laughs> from them and do it myself. I will say that. Um, Go ahead, Steve. The uh, the past couple of weeks, or uh, for New Year's and, and rolling out from, uh, from the wedding, we had our friends Jill and Pete staying with us, and uh, my friend Pete brought his copy, and he's been playing that game like a madman. So he hooked his up, and we spent uh, the day after the wedding just, like, hanging out while the girls... Actually, no, it was the day of the wedding when the girls were out, like, doing, like, the nails and the hair and everything like that. Uh, we just sat for hours playing uh, through Hitman, and I laughed my ass off, and it's one of those games that I can't wait until I actually have some time to sit down and go through the rest of it and just try a couple of the different things that we didn't get to. Uh, the ingenuity of that game I think is phenomenal. The environments are second to none gorgeous. The the level of detail in those hotels and the grottos and all the different places that you go are just amazing. I love the conversations that you hear, the personalities that you meet, uh, the funny ways that you could take people out. And the game also requires a, a vast amount of skill. Because if you don't have the timing, you don't get the kill, and then you're you're alerted, and the whole thing falls to shit. Mm-hmm. So um, I really admire kind of the careful planning that you need to have to play that game successfully. You can screw around, and you can you know you can cause mayhem and just try to get your way out of it. But like for the perfect plan to all come together and to sneak around and do it all in one go is really really exhilarating. Yeah. And uh, in the few missions that I've played, it's been one of the most enjoyable and one of the most satisfying games uh, of the whole year. And for for all the reasons that you guys have mentioned uh, in the past few minutes as well. All right. So, cool. So, Kelsey, um, we're going to number one. It's obviously going to be Overwatch. There's no no (laughs) drama on that. Tell me why you think Overwatch is the best game of the year. Um, For me... It's not just gameplay, it's also a personal reason. Mm-hmm. Um, it made me more into first-person shooters. Um, I think it's a welcoming 
a welcoming game, uh, a fun game, um, an easy game to learn, and a great game to master. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the multiplayer is amazing. I just think Overwatch is just a fantastic game to play with friends, alone, uh, one game, a whole day. It's just <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, who, who, who's your go-to again, Kelsey? Who's your character? Who's your main? Uh, D.Va. All right. <laughs> yeah, D.Va. <laughs> Time to raise nice. my APM. <laughs> Yep. Diva <laughs> and Mercy. Those those are my two. All right. So uh I'm I'm going to go to you last, Justin, cuz you are the you put definitely the most time of anybody. Yeah. Uh just just a bit. <laughs> Hugh, what about you? Why do you think Overwatch belongs number 1 here? Um I mean, it would be remiss of me to say that it it isn't number 1 game of the year because I think in the last month or two especially it's worked itself into the number one spot in terms of like my favorite game ever um like kelsey said it's is a fun game to to learn but once you get to the point where you you're actually getting really good at it and there is the propensity and breadth and depth of characters in this game for like i i am adamant that most people who play video games could find a character in this game that they could become at least, you know, good with and to the point where they can enjoy the game. Even if they just play that character and that character alone all the time, there's someone, there's a character there for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, But the the fun for me comes not just with, like, playing with friends, because... I absolutely love playing this game with my friends. Like, play um, when we did that stream the other week where I was trying to get to a hundred wins. I think I know that happened on January the second, but that <laughs> that's probably like my favorite gaming moment of like the the last twelve months. It was <laughs> so much fun. Um, but for me to gladly jump in and play um an online first person shooter on my own is pretty much unheard of like i i love ba- battlefield one online but i i don't play it on my own um i've tried the titanfall multiplayer on my own and i'm terrible at it i want to get into it more but i would i need i need that sort of comfort of having people with me i suppose um but i just think there's just so much depth to this game that on the surface might be a little bit tricky to to you know actually see but once you start getting in there and getting involved and learning how to be tactical being proficient with multiple characters to the point where um you know you can identify what's going on in the game and you can you can literally on your own turn the tide of a game if you pick the right character at a certain juncture in a game and use them the right way you can win a game for your team on your own um like the other day i was playing with my friend ori um and we were we got to the second point on the hanamura map and we couldn't even get through the door and we were really struggling and i think i was playing as I think maybe Lucio, but and there was somebody else was playing as Mercy, 
and I was just like, screw this, we've got a healer, I'll switch to uh, Reinhardt and just, at least just try and get us through the friggin' door. And, I mean, I didn't expect it to go as well as it did, but I got just got to the door, popped the group up thing on the communication wheel, slammed his shield down and just started walking forwards. And we basically went in there, wiped them, took the point and won the game. And I was just like, that, like it was such a rush and such a rewarding feeling to go, yeah, I, I noticed what, what was wrong in our t- team mix and identified that and corrected it and, you know, helped us win the game. And it's doing that is, I, th- I think, pretty damn unique, like for a first-person shooter. Um, and it's it's just such a such a good game, and I I I absolutely love it a bit. And like I said, in especially in the last couple of months, it's almost as if like I loved it anyway. But it's almost as if I've just suddenly like the penny has dropped with me, and I've just become I feel a lot more proficient with it, and I'm just having so so much fun with it, and it's. It's fantastic. I I can't say enough good things about it. Yeah, definitely. For I think for both of us around the same time, we sort of had like a renaissance with it, Hugh. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, you you played a lot with me. Yeah. Um, like in the last couple of weeks, and we had some like really good games with it. And yeah. um, it it is. It's just so such a good social game. And mm. like sometimes, a lot of the time, I don't even care if if we lose a game. As long as your teammates, uh, which sadly they don't always do, playing their characters as strictly speaking they should be played, you can kind of go, ah, okay, that that one just didn't go our way, or the other team mm-hmm. were just better than us. Yeah. Um. So, and it there's nothing like I never feel disheartened by it, which is which sometimes with video games I can do and just switch them off and get fed up with them. Mm-hmm. Um. And I I just I just think it does such a good job of just simply being really fucking fun to play yeah absolutely um for me like my my reasoning is short it's it's not my number one game of the year on my personal list but um it's i don't play competitive shooters like the last competitive shooter i played a lot of was probably halo reach was the last time i played a lot of a competitive shooter um i I, i'm not into them i didn't think i was going to be into overwatch and it grabbed me big time. For me to put 30 hours into a game that has no campaign um, is a huge number for me. And I know it's a little number compared to a lot of other people who've played that game. But like, to, to love it the way I love it is um, something I never expected. So that, that's really all I, ha- I have to say about it. Um, Steve, you have any, anything you want to add before we go to the, 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 the number one Overwatch man over here? <laughs> <laughs> um, Blizzard game at the top of the list. Yep. It's happened. I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll just say a little quick word. I I had really, really, really high hopes for Overwatch. I remember the feeling that I had when it was downloading and when it was going live. And when that title screen came up on my on my TV and the music came in and, you know, all the trumpets and all these things. And I was just, you know, oh, my God, it's finally here. And... It's just that game has so much personality to it. There's so much going on, all the way that the characters interact with one another. I think the action is really solid. Uh, I love a lot of the different modes. I love the support 
of the game, Blizzard is always uh, just incredible about supporting their games, updating them, uh, taking things apart that need fixing, adding things to it, and not charging you for those things. Um, the events, I think, are neat. Uh, maybe if one is better than the other, so be it, but at least they are there, and there's going to be more of them in the future. Uh, I just... I, I It's it's all about the support for me with that game. That game is has been a, a part of the conversation from the day it came out into 2017 and is still got such a following and people are still so passionate about that game that it it's never dipped like it's never dipped in interest people are you can go on at any time and have yourself a, a, a you know an amazing game uh yeah. with that whether i play it solo whether i play it with a group of people that i know or whether i go multiplayer online i always walk away from it having a good time and constantly trying to learn how to play other characters I'm not afraid to try other characters where in a game as large as that is, like I'll find like three or four maybe that I'm good with and just stick to those. I don't do that with Overwatch. Even if I'm not good at a character, I play as them. I love the random mode where you just spawn in as somebody different. Uh, I think that's a lot of fun, kind of like a Russian roulette style way of playing Overwatch. Uh, I just think out of all the games this year that it has the most to offer... And if we're doing a site-wide or talking games list, there's at least one game every year that kind of represents the podcast and the site as a whole and us as a group. And this year, that game was, without a doubt, it was Overwatch. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Justin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overwatch is good. You should play it. <laughs> <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> I mean, everyone said like like all the qualities about it, and I'm I'm not going to just echo everybody and say the same things. But I have like almost 200 hours in the game now. Um, I have a lot of wins. Like you said, he was going for 100, and I was like, let me just see how many I actually have. Just <laughs> just, just in like an hour count, it was like 760. <laughs> it's like that is a lot of wins, but also a lot of losses. Yeah. So like I've just played a lot of matches of Overwatch, and mm-hmm. you know, characters they release are interesting. You know, Sombra it appears to be like a character that nobody can really figure out. And then it's like, oh, you know, Cody's like, I figured out how to play her. And so, you know, hacking the health the health packs to like build your ult charge faster and just like running in and, and hacking everybody over and over again. Like you just run into players who are like really good with certain people. And, and then I don't know. It's just there's so many good things about it. Like I, I the the not just the game itself, but the the way that the community is has like solidified around it, a, a, a subreddit that has seven hundred thousand subscribers, and mm-hmm. the way that they do their ARGs, which is like super annoying with Sombra, but like the, the way that people are so hyped about like the characters coming out, the fact that Terry Crews could be voicing Doomfist, and like Doomfist is like a character that like you're like who, and it's like oh during that first trailer for Overwatch, Reaper and um, Widowmaker were trying to steal that gauntlet, which was Doomfist gauntlet. It's one of the gauntlets that on um, one of the stages, it's one of the payload things that you're moving around. There's like lore that's surrounding that game. You know, is Farah the daughter of um, Anna and Reinhardt? Like quite possibly. Um, and that I just want to know more. The, the the shorts that have come out for it, 
like any type of lore that I can get my hands on. I want to know more about that universe. Um, it's it's incredibly well balanced. Um, I was playing a match the other night where we were just steamrolling this team, just like completely running them over, and they beat us by switching characters at the last minute mm -hmm. to like a, a completely different set. So maybe they were just sticking around and having fun. And honestly, that's what we were doing too. We were playing characters that were not really, you know, accustomed to playing. And they decided to like, oh, we're gonna play serious here at the end, and like we couldn't move the we couldn't move the damn thing five feet. Mm -hmm. um, it's just that that constant like give and take that the game does. And I, I I've talked about that game at length, so I'm not gonna do any more here. Like it's the best game of the year by far. And that's right. why it's our number one. It's our number one. So we have our list of ten games. Uh, Steve, you've been doing all the deleting and stuff. Do you want to read them out ten to one? Sure. Okay, your top 10 games of the year for 2016 for Talking Games. Number 10, Inside. Number 9, Dishonored 2. Number 8, Uncharted 4. Number 7, Stardew Valley. Number 6, Titanfall 2. Number 5, Firewatch. Number 4, Doom. Number 3, The Witness. Number 2, Hitman. And number one, your best game of the year for 2016 for Talking Games is Blizzard's Overwatch. All right. It's a pretty good list. Da -da -da. Happy with that yes, list. It is. Proud of that list. It's a good list. A lot of great games. A lot of great games. Great, a great, games, year. great, great year for games this year. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was oh, a really yeah. great year. Yeah. Year three, Stacked. my game of the year actually made it to number one. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. Next up, year. Makes up some of your poor choices in years past. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, all right. So um, we're going to have another show. Uh, we were going to record today, but there's a blizzard, so we're not going to do that today. <laughs> no, it's coming down out it's there. You got to go, really, go home. I got to go home. I'm going to get stranded Speaking at Justin's of blizzards. Haha, <laughs> good one, Hugh. Um, Cut Hugh off. Yeah, he's just going <laughs> to hang up on wow. you. Um, so but we'll have another show where we're going to talk about like our favorite moments, our best-looking games. This is, but it's not going to be a debate like this. It's going to be us. No, just like talking about what we liked, best yeah. characters, mm -hmm. best individual levels, best moments. Mm -hmm. like Stuff that we played this year that stood out to us. Yeah, absolutely. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so follow us at Talking Underscore Games on Twitter. Email us, games at TalkingComicBooks.com. Uh, we have a lot of listener top fives and, and top tens that they, mm -hmm. you guys wrote in. We're going to go over that on the, on the next show. Um, it's going to be part of the next show. But thank you so much. Keep sending them in. Um, yes, please. We, we'd love to love to hear them and love to see them. You actually have an extra week, most likely. Yeah, yes. To do that, yeah. So send them in. Um, so send them in. That would be awesome. Um, even if it's stuff you didn't play this year. Yeah. Which we got a lot of. Yeah, we did. Uh, We're accepting everything. <laughs> uh, you can follow us personally. I'm at Bobby Shortle. Justin. Jeroke. J R O A K. Steve. Uh, at Dead underscore Anchorus. Kelsey. At Kel Samus. K E L S S A M U S. And Hugh. At H underscore Paz. Awesome. So Steve, Steve is, I don't know if Steve's heard our, our new outro to the show. So we'll, We can we'll, try him. We we'll, can try him. Yeah. See, if it, see if he see, gets it. See if you can get it as, as we go along. All right, Steve? Sure. Okay. So uh, yeah, that's going to do it for Talking Games Game of the Year for 2016. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Hugh. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Bobby. And thank you to all of you for listening. <laughs> Be great to each other. <laughs>